0: Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com.
1: You know it! Yes, sir! Hello, Thursday. Good morning, again. E, what's up? Yeah. Hey, Jeff. Good to be here on a Thursday. Jeff's not here. You know that. We're through the uh, hard part. He'll be back tomorrow. And we'll go from there. Everything's cool. Right, E? Everything is cool. Management was not real happy with me yesterday. I think I told said too much. So, not going to do that today. We're just going to talk some sports, have some fun, get into things, concepts and rationalizations. We picked a bad day, a bad week to have our worst injury report of the year. I'm sorry. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Bad week. To have our worst injury report of the season. Now, Trevor's fine. Although, everybody's like, ah, he doesn't need to practice. And we can laugh about it because he was so good last week. And that's true. But you don't want your quarterback being hurt either. Right? So, obviously his toes kind of messed up. Um, Brandon Sheriff didn't practice. Becomes a concern if he doesn't practice today. Darius Williams didn't practice. Becomes a concern if he doesn't practice today. Trayvon Walker, high ankle sprain. I would say probably not going to play this week. High ankle sprains. We'll talk to Doc Murphy a little bit later. Um, That's four four very important pieces, uh, not practicing. And for the first time, I think the entire season, 13 weeks, 14 weeks, we were out, uh, we had, there was less guys on the opposition's injury report. That hadn't. Ha- we have been so blessed this year with injuries. I mean, we have had, like, none. And I mean, with all due respect, we've had a few, but I, you, you know what I'm talking about. Go look at what's happened to the San Francisco 49ers. There's always a team that gets besieged by injuries. The Bucs. Bucks, another good one. Some years it just happens. We have been injury-scot-free, baby. And it's been good. So, that's not the case with uh, the biggest game of the year coming up, and that's unfortunate. But it is what it is. So, uh, very excited. We've talked a lot about it. We'll continue to talk about Sunday coming up at the stadium. Jags and the Cowboys. Number one broadcast team from Fox. Marquee game on on that network that day. One o'clock kick. Doesn't get any better. Place will be packed, rocking. It's gonna be a gonna be a lot of fun. Gonna be a lot of fun. So uh looking forward to that. In fact, our one to one financial poll question of the day. What must happen for the Jags to upset Dallas Sunday? What must happen for the Jags to upset Dallas? Does Trevor have to throw for three hundred plus and three touchdowns? Do we have to win the turnover battle by at least two? Do we have to have at least 125 yards rushing? Or do we have to score at least 28 points? Thinking, well, Dallas is going to score some points. E, what would you pick?
2: we got to score at least 28 points.
1: At least 28. That currently with 440 votes at Dan Hicken on Twitter if you'd like to play. His second, uh, turnover. At least plus two in the turnovers of 44.7. Uh, ease 28 points, which I would think we have to have 28 points, right? I mean, Dallas is going to score against our defense. I mean, the, we win this game if it's a shootout, right? I mean, we have to, I mean, when the smoke clears, Dallas is going to have 20 plus points, right? I mean, that's a guarantee. Um, T law, big game, 23.7, only 7.2, say 125 yards rushing. I think that's, uh, key. I don't know if it's the biggest key, but if we have a lot of yards rushing, we're controlling the football. We're controlling the football. Dallas can't score 29 points. So, think about it in that respect. Think about it in that respect. So, anyway, uh, that's we'll update that throughout the uh, program. I watched some basketball last night, E. I dove into it because I had a, a nice little doubleheader on channels 404 and 403. I had the Gators, And I had the Knicks. So I'm going to go back and forth and watch. And and they they were about an hour apart. So I watched most of the Gators. And then I watched a lot the second half of the Knicks. And first we'll start with Florida basketball. Seven and four. Best game of the year for them. Most impressive. You know, they shot it well. They made 10 three-pointers out of 22. They um, dominated Ohio on the boards. Now, this is Ohio, so it's not Ohio State. It's Ohio, so don't read too much into it. Um, They're five and – what's Ohio's record? Five and five. So, Florida improves to seven and four uh, with the victory. Um, I don't know – Castleton's not been playing great of late. And they were going to get him going last night, and then he sort of disappeared. But nonetheless, Kawasi Reeves had a very good game, and that was good to see. So you start to play the game with the Gators and the schedule, and they've got one left left game, one game left. That's what I'm trying to say. uh, Before we hit conference play. And they're going to have to build their resume in the SEC because even if they win against Oklahoma, uh, they'd be eight and four, which is fine, but it's not great. You know, you want to be like 10 and two. You want to have a marquee win. Florida's best win so far uh, would probably be, I don't know. Can't say Florida State. Oregon State, I don't know if they're any good. They got whacked by West Virginia and they got whacked by UConn. And they needed one of those games and they'll open SEC play at Auburn, which is tough. So, if they can somehow beat Oklahoma, let's see what Oklahoma's doing this year. They're 7 and 3. They just lost to Arkansas, who's, you know, top 10 team in the country by 10 points. So, it'll be a it'll probably somewhat evenly matched teams. I would think they probably don't win but we shall see. And that doesn't come up until um Tuesday. So they've only played a couple games over the Christmas break and then they play like I said they play um at Auburn and they're off and running with uh with conference play and then very early on they host Georgia and Mike White on January 7th. So and and the Georgia Bulldogs right now are 7 and 3. Uh, their last game, they lost to Georgia Tech. They've got Notre Dame coming up this week. They've got Chattanooga and Ryder before they start conference play as well. So we'll see how it goes. But that was my observations by Florida. You know, again, I thought they had their best game of the year. I will say that. And then in the NBA, I watched my Knicks. My Knicks have won five in a row. He get excited. Of course, we couldn't put away the Bulls in Chicago. Very frustrated with that. Had to go to overtime. Julius Randle is a good player, but he's not a great player. How do we get great players, E? We got Julius Randle, good player. R.J. Barrett, good player. Jalen Brunson is the best of those three, by the way. Jalen Brunson's a good player. I say that with a little more energy and passion than the other two. Jalen Brunson's a really good player. Like, Jalen Brunson is, he's our B-plus guy. Julius Randle's a B guy, and R.J.'s B-minus. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. But when it's clutch time, I think I'd rather have Jalen Brunson shooting than Julius Randle. They go to Julius Randle. He had a chance to win the game. Knicks had the ball with 24.7 left in the game. Game's tied, right? And that's after we had just blown a opportunity to put the game away. Chicago got the ball. <clears throat> the refs, though, missed a foul, but whatever. Chicago got the ball, drove it the length of the court, laid it in, and uh, away we go. It's tied. 24.7. Julius Randle stands up at the top for about 20 seconds, then starts into his offense. Shoots a quarter fadeaway jumper airball at the buzzer. Because it didn't hit the rim, they put point seven on the clock and gave Chicago a chance to win. Now, Chicago just lost a game with .5 left on the clock, so they run an alley-oop play. It didn't work, and then we go to overtime. The Knicks win in overtime for their fifth win in a row, but... The guy who was the most clutch was Quentin Grimes. He hit two big threes in overtime. You guys don't care about this. I just had to say it because that's what I was doing last night. I was watching, I was watching my Knicks. So leave me alone.
2: It's crazy. At one point, didn't even think Julius Randle would be a Nick last year.
1: Yeah. Now well, like- he had such a good year two years ago. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, we're gonna need more energy from Dan in the six o'clock hour. Uh, WTF is Jeff? Well, you're not a strong six o'clocker because you weren't listening yesterday. Googan, that's on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Again, I know you guys love Jeff, and uh, the problem is he's not here today, okay? He's not here. He's serving something out. No questions asked. It's no big deal. He'll be back tomorrow. So you'll have him back tomorrow. So just relax and tough it out, and you're going to be okay, all right? So there you have that. Um Come on, Dan, we're not used to negativity at 6.05 in the a.m. Let's go. All right? Okay. I'm just reporting the facts. I don't like the injury report. We got the Dallas Cowboys, and I could be missing some guys.
2: Have you ever listened on a Monday after a Jags loss?
1: Oh, yeah, apparently not. So, um, let's see. The ticket office is prioritizing giving Cowboy fans a discount. They open seat next to my season ticks. 96 bucks to add on for a game, but for Cowboys has been listed for two twenty five since the start of the year. That same seat in Cowboys Stadium would be six hundred dollars. Okay, so what does that mean?
2: Oh, Jags fans are mad about the ticket situation.
1: Are they? What's what, what's the situation?
2: Um they just feel like they're jacking up the prices for 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 the season ticket owners because it's because of the Cowboys are coming home.
1: Well, not the season ticket owners because they've already well, bought. Well, them. You mean them. the guys who want to buy tickets for this right. game. The the Jags. Yeah, they've done that. They've done – well, they've been doing that for a while now. They right. The it's last couple new. years. Yeah, it's nothing new. They pick their big games and they up the prices because they know it's supply and demand, peeps. It's a biz. I, I think people are forgetting that this is a business. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I get it. I do. I really do. I empathize. And, and, and what I'll tell you is that <laughs> it's still – tickets, generally speaking, to go to a Jag game are – really inexpensive compared to the rest of the NFL. You know, tickets to go to the Jag games. And again, if you can't go, you can't go and, and and listen, it's a lot of money, man. It's a lot of money. I get it. That's what the NFL is. It's a billion dollar industry. And you know what? <clears throat> They're about to show us plans for a new stadium. And they're going to build a new stadium, and I suspect when they build a new stadium, the ticket prices will go up even more, you know, and hopefully it'll be a great stadium. And I also know that sometimes people complain about the the food there and the cost of, you know, and I get it, man, I get it. It's, if you can afford it, you go. If you can't afford it, you don't go. I, there's, you know, and are there going to be a lot of Cowboy fans there? Yes. And do the Jaguars organization... I'm sure they'd want all Jag fans there, but they're not going to lower prices. Like, Cowboy fans are still going to buy those tickets if the prices are high or low. They're coming. You got to remember, what was the last time Dallas played here? 2006, right? So, if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan who lives in the Southeast, you've had this game earmarked for a while. So, you probably got your tickets at a... A better price a month ago if you bought them from a Jaguar fan. So I don't get into if you want to sell your tickets, that's fine. If you want to keep your tickets, that that's fine. If you want to go to the game, that's fine. But know that they're going to cost a lot more. It's just the way it is.
2: Cabanas are typically four four grand. Uh huh. Twelve k this week.
1: Are they? (laughs) Yeah. Have they sold them out? Um, I'm sure they will. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the boy boys the boys, the boys set those cost the prices up there. Think about think about, by the way, most I, I'm assuming companies purchase the cabanas or fairly wealthy people. I mean, what what is a cabana seat? Twenty?
2: Like I think they if, vary.
1: If you get a cabana, is it like twenty folks in there?
2: Probably about sixteen to twenty.
1: Yeah. So if everybody paid two hundred a ticket, that's four grand. Yeah, I mean I'd do that. It comes with food. Yeah. Beer. Yeah. No hand though. But no hand. No hand. Dang. But if you're, if it's twenty, and I don't know that it's twenty, uh, six hundred a ticket would be twelve grand. <clears throat> right, twenty times six hundred, or no, yeah, yeah, twelve grand. So it is what, uh, and then, you know, the, you have the other side, which is people complaining that tickets are too high and Shad Khan doesn't care about Jacksonville are the same folks that are selling their season tickets for four times face value. Also true, right? A lot of Jaguar fans. And again, that's great. If you can make your money back and you want to, and you feel, I got whatever you want to do. They're your tickets. I've had two season tickets here in Jacksonville since Brooksy, my my youngest, was probably five years old. So I've probably been a season ticket holder for 12 years. There's two reasons why I do it. One, because my son uh, and his mom enjoy going to the game. So I bought two. I've had as many as three, but I bought two. I usually keep it at two. And so they enjoy. And number two? Uh, I feel blessed to work in an NFL town. I want to support our city and the team, so I buy two tickets every you know every year. I buy two season tickets, and I don't I don't sit in the you know they're not in the clubs. They're they're in section two forty five front row. My wife loves it because it's up and people walk in front of her, but they're down and it's on the front row, so she has room leg leg space, and she loves them there. And we've had opportunities to move. A bunch of times, and she likes the people around her. Uh, She's gotten to know these folks, which is kind of cool. I always go visit at halftime because I sit in the press box because I'm working. And see them and hang out for a while, and it's great. And uh, it's a great experience. I didn't sell my tickets this week. I thought about it. Um, My son wants to go. My wife wants to go. Why would I sell my tickets? I've it's already paid. It's gonna be a great game. I've already paid for them. Uh, I'm good. Uh, they're excited. It man, we don't have this feeling around here much in the last. You gotta understand. Take a 17 year old, and I've told this story before, but you got a 17 year old now. My older son's 27. I asked, I asked him the other day. He's not going to the game because tickets are too expensive. You know, he's making his way in the world right now. He's working. You know. And uh, uh, I don't think he's going, actually. i actually not sure I have asked him if he's going to this game this week. So, um, but the the 17-year-old has only known angst except for 2017. That's it. If you think about it, since he was five years old, the Jags have, sorry, Juni Bugs sucked. So, for him to get to go to see a good game is awesome, you know. And for him to sit there and be able to cheer and yell and scream and, 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 and watch, he loves it. And we text back and forth during the game. It's fun. So anyway, it is what it is. It's not the end of the world either way. I, I don't know. Last time I had a Cabana ticket three years ago was 285. So And there are watch parties all over town. Yes, there are. <laughs> so there's a lot of different ways to to enjoy a football game if you don't want to go and spend a lot of money which is what you'll have to do this this week are are they sold out have we i don't i don't think they've said they're sold out i haven't seen that yeah so i assume you can still get tickets uh from the jaguars if you want to go i don't think the game is sold out which i mean that's where where i want to get to is 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 this becomes we become the NFL's version of the Peyton Manning Colts with Trevor you know Peyton Manning went to Indianapolis, and because he flourished, things went great in that downtown area. they flourished. They got a new stadium, et cetera, et cetera. Look, I'm I and I'm biased here. That I love the Jags being in Jacksonville. I love being part of the fraternity. But I'm a fan. There are some people could care less. There are some who could care less, and that will ultimately, you know, ultimately when the Jaguars unveil their plans for a stadium. Which they will soon we have one of the oldest stadiums in the n f l we need a new stadium, and I think they're going to very much address the sun, the open air you know they're gonna they're gonna try to cover it up. I don't think they're doing it we're not doing a dome, I don't think uh, but they're gonna they're gonna cover it up like like Miami if you've been down to Miami, they have like a like a big awning type pool. yeah mm-hmm. yeah, and it works by the way. Sitting directly in the sun in a September 1 o'clock game is is brutal. It's brutal, man. It's brutal. I don't care who you are, and it's always been brutal. Oh, man. People always say, well, they didn't used to complain. Yeah, we did. I can remember going to Florida Field when I was in college and baking. I just didn't care then. (laughs) But anyway, so uh, 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 it is what it is. Grab your tickets if you can. Uh, they say not sold out. Looking this morning, one sixty-five is the cheapest. That's standing room only. So,
2: I didn't even know the Jack sold standing room only tickets.
1: I well, they don't normally. There's no reason. <laughs> what a business! I mean, normally you can get a ticket for the in the, in right. the four hundred section for forty bucks, which again is a great deal. By the way, for an NFL, yeah, I mean, go you just price. Go to the mud zone. Yeah, go price yeah, exactly, which is what a lot of people do. Go right. price tickets around the NFL. The Jags are are one of the most affordable and they want the fans to come. But this is why they you know, fans say, well, I'm glad they didn't put the cowboy game in London. This is why they didn't put the cowboy game in London. Don't kid yourself. It's a business. It's a business. And it'll always be a business. All right. We're just warming up. We'll talk the football side of things as well. We got a lot to do today. The Gators play a bowl game on Saturday. Yeah. Uh the Vegas Bowl man. They are the luckiest dudes in the world. what a trip what a trip they went out last night I just the Instagrams the they set stuff up for them and oh man I'm surprised nobody's gotten in trouble yet Not yet. we'll hear about things this morning uh this is the drill it's uh, Thursday on 1010 XL 92.5 FM. all right welcome back a couple things I want to take care of. Before we get into some Jaguar talk. Remember that story we talked about yesterday with the the, the the police officer?
2: The fentanyl. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you wondered what happened. It was a lady. She had to get that. The, she was with other officers who had to put that drug in her that the, offsets it. Uh-huh. Like, is it Narcon or something like that?
2: Sure. Anyway.
1: Apparently the wind blew and it can... The fentanyl, and it,
2: that's wild.
1: She could breathe it. Uh huh. That's and how powerful that drug yeah, is. Yeah,
2: exactly. Oh. And she was out. You can see the. Oh yeah, pictures you of saw it. Like, yeah. And she
1: wanted the video released because she wanted to show folks, you know, how dangerous right. that stuff right. is. God bless her. She's. And thank God she wasn't alone, or she would have been gone. So crazy, man. I, again, I. I don't live in that world. I don't know much about it, but it was wow. It, it struck me, but I. I wanted to let and she's okay, thank God. So that's the good news. But you know, it's December 15th. E, and we're closing in, it's a holiday season. You know, I've got a few days scheduled off for myself here coming up, to right. be honest. But I'm in a I'm in a festive mood. Oh. And sometimes when I'm in a festive mood, what do I like to do, E?
2: Oh man, why you get down.
1: I feel like it. Give me play play me a song, E. Let's see what I got. Let me see what I got here. Hold on. Play me some music. Oh. Mm. oh yeah, Santa Claus is in a little bit of a Christmas mood. Mm. There's Prosser screaming at Joe, you once more. E.T. sipping Hennessy. Rick Belue checking FSU scores, and Frangie singing songs off key. Kind of ironic, huh? Everybody knows when 1010 is on the radio. Helps to make the season bright. Helmets and heels, those voices aglow. Take us to the stars on Tuesday night. We know the lunch bunch is on the way. They're dropping knowledge right after Jags today. And every Gator fan They're standing by to hear a Gator Bites podcast on the fly. And so we're offering a simple phrase to listeners from 1 to 92, not 93. Although it's been said many times, many ways. Merry Christmas from 1010XL to you. Merry Christmas, Googans. Hope you all have some great gifts under the tree. Hope you understand the joy of the season. Hope you're with your loved ones. We love you. Thanks for listening, and happy holidays.
2: Hmm. Songbird.
1: Still right off top. Off the top of the dome. Feel good for those people. Just wanted to spread some Christmas cheer this morning. In my own personal way. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> All right. Dougie P met the media this week. Dougie P, uh, got a lot to talk about a lot of good things going on. Um, one thing we know about is that the Dallas Cowboys are awful good on defense. They got maybe the best defensive player in the NFL right now. And Micah Parsons, uh, cut 80. Let's hear Dougie P on the cowboy D.
3: The defense is very disruptive. Um, you know, tops in the league and sacks and takeaways and you know, they want to get you in third down and, and let let him and you know Demarcus Lawrence just just rush. I mean these are two good edge rushers. They've always they've always had, you know, good edge rush edge rushers and um, you know, Micah Parsons is, is one of the best we've seen, you know, all season long. And he's he's quick, he's explosive, um his motor never stops, you know, he's relentless to the quarterback. I mean, those are all the things you see on on tape but
1: the Jags have had six games this year where they haven't given up a sack six that's an NFL high more than any other offensive line. the offensive line is playing well cut twelve e
3: you know it says a lot I mean these guys work hard together they practice well um you know it starts with Luke inside with the communication and and uh spreads from there you know and and, and really all five guys have played played really well. Played solid and consistent, and and that's what you can ask, you know, of your offensive line to do. And, um, you know, they pride themselves on trying to keep the quarterback clean, if possible.
1: If Dougie P was voting in the one-to-one financial poll question of the day, he might say 125 plus rushing yards. Uh, he says, "Cut eighteen. E, we need more from the run game.
3: You need more. You need, you, you you need more. You need more out of out of the run game. Um, you know, you probably need." that 120 to 130 yards, you know, you need to somehow slow the pass rush down. You've, you've got to be able to do that. And, you know, um, you know, sometimes even the mindset of playing ball control, you know, and and keeping the ball out of their hands is an explosive offense and, you know, not only running the football, but Dak, you know, it can be, can be dynamic throwing the ball. So, but we just need, we just need more.
1: Remember when everybody was saying about Trevor, well, he, you know, the, the video came out earlier in the year, and he was like, he doesn't look like he's very fired up. He doesn't look like he has any emotion. He doesn't look like he's ready to play. Remember all that? Yep. Because they had some video of him in a tunnel. That wasn't exactly inspiring, guys. Well, old Trevor's showing a different side of himself lately. Um,
4: Cut 80 from Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I have a little bit more of a chip on my shoulder now. Just because you know last year and a half i don't I don't really forget what what 's been said and um, what people have written, and now you know you see people change their mind after a couple of weeks and uh, but i but I, but I remember everything you know, and i don 't use oh. that necessarily as my only fuel, but definitely use that, and I think that's something this team's done. you know we kind of remember how what people were saying when we lost five in a row, then we've won some big games now, and um, people kind of change their mind quick, so we just have that same mentality. Uh, that we're just out, we want to prove you know how good we can be every week, and uh, I think that's been the cool thing about this team.
1: Well, well, well. He
4: said some
2: things in there.
1: That was interesting. Uh, fair to say, you know, as he waved goodbye to the Titans, that the competitive spirit's been a little more visible from Trevor in the last few weeks. Cut three.
4: There's times where that happens, and that comes out that competitive spirit, um, and I think it's it's definitely come out more this season than than last year um and I'd say yeah comfort level just the guys like the guys that I'm playing with I mean just have a blast out there I like, love playing with those guys especially the group up front just have a great relationship you know we take care of each other so that's where some of that comes in and then just I think there's been times you know where we've needed a spark and, and things like that and um myself along with other guys have been able to give us that whether it's on defense on offense whatever you know I think we have a lot of guys that are able to, to find that and um, I think guys kind of get behind that as well you know
1: he also explained what happened at the end of the Titans game, cut two, E.
4: Just football, you know, I'm sure in their situation, you know, not too happy with the way the game's gone. And then the last play kind of jacked up Luke, right? I mean, it's everybody knows we're taking a knee, you know. It's just like, let's take a knee, go in the locker room. And he did that. So I was just trying to have his back, too, the same way he would do if someone did that to me, you know, same way he would do for me. So, um, but no, I mean, it's just football. that happens, I think, probably every week team does that at the end on a on a victory uh kneel at the end you know so not oh.
1: supposed to happen that's unwritten rule where in the NFL these guys if you're taking a knee it's over a game's over you don't blast the guy trying to get to the ball that's that's not done
2: anymore. I want to know what Trevor said oh I, I want to know what he said
1: oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he wasn't mic'd up No.
2: Nah. oh man I want to know what he said
1: he um that was a different Trevor now and uh, that's a confident Trevor and a competitive Trevor and Trevor. Listen, you know what Trevor, listen, regardless of the fact that he was 21 and playing for a coach, you didn't know what the hell he was doing. And, you know, uh, everybody watches a quarterback. We always say quarterback gets too much of the credit, too much of the blame, right? I've seen it at every level, you know, too much of the credit, too much of the blame. So with Trevor, in the last year and a half, he has taken some serious hits like he has never taken before. Golden Child, right? We talked about this this week. Golden Child his whole his whole life. you know Trevor Lawrence has been the guy um and 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 treated with you know like he's been on a scholarship since he was 12 years old, whatever you need Trevor, you're unbelievable Trevor Trevor, that was great get to the NFL, the great equalizer, things change. And, 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 and these guys generally come through it, but they don't always. And it looks like he – well, it doesn't look like he has come through it. And now he'll have a great challenge this week with the Dallas Cowboys. And he could take a step back. It's not – you know, Trevor Lawrence isn't going to be like he was last week every week, despite what we all think and what we all want. That ain't happening. So uh, – but you know what? It, the way he's played the last month – has been elite, elite football, you to, know.
2: To go back a little bit to what Coach Doug Peterson said about the O-line, mm-hmm. and this might be a better question for, for Big Bo, mm-hmm. but how much is that is attributed to, to Trevor? Yeah. Or is the O-line really playing that good? Yeah. Because I don't know how to, to grade the O-line. I don't really watch it. Right. So I'm curious, is the O-line really playing that good? Right. Or is Trevor really helping them out that much?
1: And it's probably a combination, right. but you are it's a fair question. But I think the O-line is playing well. Now, we're not running the ball, so... So they're pass blocking. But they're pl- pass... I mean, they've had six games this year. That, that's the most in the NFL where the quarterback hasn't been sacked. Right. That's, but that's, is that's, that that's, Trevor getting rid of the football? Trevor scrambling? Trevor doing around, the right thing? Right. or? Because he had some plays like that the other day. But you can tell. He's got a pretty clean pocket these days, which is nice to see. Now, Dallas will present some challenges. You know, Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons are two very good pass rushers.
2: I think Ballou said something like, they have three guys that has more sacks than any of our guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting.
2: I believe Fowler is one of them.
1: Personal Fowler? <laughs>
2: I believe so.
1: Hold on, I'll tell you right now. Personal Fowler coming back to town this Right. Week. Bet he's excited. <laughs> well, we have, what, Smoothie has five. He leads our team.
2: And I believe Fowler has five.
1: Here we go. Let's see. Micah has 12. Jeez. Well, uh, their safety has four. Demarcus Lawrence has six. Shoot. Am I looking at sacks? My god, they got a lot of sacks. Dorrance Armstrong. You ever heard of Dorrance Armstrong? I have this year. He's got 8. Fowler has 5. So, yeah, they have 48 sacks. Jeez. We don't have 48. I think we have 24 and we had or 23 and we had we had 4 the other day. So, yeah, we uh we don't sack like they. Forty eight sacks is a lot of sacks, boys. You're like,
2: you were like, wait, am I looking at the right stat? I'm looking
1: at the stat here. Who's Dorrance Armstrong? Good lord, Dorrance Armstrong has eight sacks. We got five from Smoot. The Cowboys don't even lead the league in sacks. You know who does? Oh, San No, it's a team we've played this year. Eagles? Yeah. Okay. What happened when we played the Eagles with Trev?
2: Well, we turned the ball over a lot.
1: Don't do that, Sunday. We're not the same team, but the Eagles got to him. Remember, they kept knocking the ball out of his hand. He had a lot of fumbles on that yeah,
2: day. But it was wet also. He knocked the ball out of his himself. That's so, fair. I won't attribute all of that to the Eagles team.
1: Yeah, the Eagles have 49. The Cowboys have 48. The Patriots have 45. Chiefs have 42. Jets have 39, so we got the Jets coming up. Jags moved up a few spots. My God. There's a team that has 16 sacks. Would you like to guess who that might be? The Rams? It's a good guess, but not correct. The Rams have 26. This team, when you say this team's name, the first thing you think of is. They got a ferocious defense. They, I mean, you, they're, they're, their name symbolizes defensive side of the ball to me. Bears? Very good. Uh-huh.
2: We're
1: on the same page. The Bears have 16 sacks. The Falcons have 17 sacks. The Bengals, with those two cats, only got 21. And then the Jags have 23. No bueno. All right, we're rolling along. Uh, we're heading towards, uh, we got a good show today. We got... A doc will be in, so we'll talk about some of those Jag injuries. So we have that. We've got Cat Chat. I think we got Riley Skinner as well. All that and more coming up right here on a Thursday edition of The Drill. Yes, sir. You know, one of the great rivalries that I've always enjoyed as a kid, being born and Great Western New York, Buffalo, and living in Miami growing up. The Dolphins and the Bills. And when I was a kid, there was actually a decade, a decade of football where the Bills could not beat the Dolphins. The Buffalo Bills went 0 for the 70s, the 1970s, against the Miami Dolphins.
2: But those 70s Dolphins teams were pretty good.
1: Obviously. But they bills never beat them. You'd be hard pressed to find a longer streak in the NFL. But it's it's so anyway. I've always enjoyed it. Um, the the old AFC East is cool. I dig it. Um, And they meet this Saturday night. Okay. Triple header. Triple header. And Saturday night in Buffalo in December. Oof. And they did. I mean, would why? Because they know they want it. They want to take the risk. Now we had one last year where it was so bad. Remember the Patriots Uh Bills game in the wind and the snow, and it was like a three to nothing game. It was unbelievable. Um, By the way, all time, it's. all time series 62 to 54 Dolphins. So it's even though they won the entire decade, it's not like they are running away with it. And I'm sure the Bills are coming back. So, but it's uh it's a great, it's a great rivalry. But but I bring this up because the league okay, so we're gonna do a triple header Saturday. You why not make the Bills game the one o'clock game? No, we're gonna put that thing in prime time under the lights. You know, Bill's Mafia will be out there drinking all day in the freezing cold, rainy snow.
2: Jumping off tables.
1: Yep. And by the way, high Saturday in Buffalo, New York, 32, low 25, snow showers forecast. So it's going to be one of them days. Now, who's a quarterback for the Dolphins? Tua. Where's he from? Where is he from? What's his home state? Is he a... Why? Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: well, I should have guessed that. Tackle
1: Yeah. Cold and snowy game in Buffalo. He says, I don't care. He says it snows in Alabama, you know, <laughs> when I don't does occasionally, but come on, man. It snowed in Alabama my first year. So it snows in Alabama guys. People don't know that. Let me tell you what the snow in Alabama is versus the snow in Buffalo. Snow in Alabama. Hey look. It's snowing outside. We stand outside. Hey, hey. Buffalo's like don't go outside for 3 days you may die. That's the Snow in Buffalo. And they've already had one of those this year. Right? So anyway, that's going to that'll be a fun game to watch, I think. And and what I love about those games, those those crazy A fans, man. They pack that place on those games. And they sit there and they just scream and take their shirts off and freeze. It's nuts. It's nuts. But I've always kind of likened Buffalo to, to Jacksonville a little bit. You know, small town, hardworking dudes, you know. And I, that's what I want Jacksonville to be like one day. I've had the, the privilege to go up there a few times for for games, including the playoff game in 96, which was awesome and it's a it's a great atmosphere that stadium though is that's one of those that's one of those neighborhood stadiums you know you drive through neighborhoods right neighborhood. to get to it yeah uh-huh. it's kind of cool green
2: bays like that also
1: right yeah there's a few that are still like that you know that are like in neighborhoods and you're like what the heck but i remember when we were talking with piselli one time when we went to uh, in baltimore and this was before they built their stadium they played a year at at where the Orioles used to play in the Colts, old Memorial Stadium. And that was like, I remember on the bus driving through neighborhood, old neighborhood to get to the stadium. And then you come up to the stadium and it's right in the middle of a neighborhood. It's unbelievable. So anyway, Bills and Dolphins coming up and the Bills really have a chance to sort of finish off the division. If they win, they're 10 and three, Miami's eight and five. Miami's lost two in a row. Miami needs to win that game if buffalo wins i'll go to 11 and 3 miami falls to 8 and 6 and things get a little dicey for the dolphins because i think if i'm not mistaken let me really check here quickly but i believe the dolphins have a tough schedule down this down the stretch here i could be wrong uh they got the packers the patriots and the jets so yeah after the Dol- so if they lose to the Bills and fall to eight and six. Packers at home, they probably win, but you never know. Nine and six. Then you got to go up to New England. Be careful. Division good. Then you got the Jets at home, maybe for North a playoff North. spot. Mm-hmm. That'll be a dicey situation there for the Dolphins. So that's what happens when you start to, you know, you lose a couple games. Hey, did you see last night uh, somebody on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures brought this up? You know, the guy used to sit in your chair. Okay. we used to get giddy about this dude in the NBA, Bol Bol. Yeah, Bol Bol for the Magic. He's now on the Magic. Uh huh. You know Bol Bol. Oh yeah. And Bol Bol had Price would poo poo us, and so of course I bought beef a Bol Bol T shirt, uh-huh. which he wore proudly. And so Bol Bol, whatever Bol Bol, will have like a highlight in NBA preseason, but Bol Bol's gotten a little bit better.
2: Yeah, he Bol, Bol got handles. He got a he got. A and long he'll range. take it. He'll yeah. drive it.
1: Last night, Bo Bo against somebody's Atlanta Hawks went for twenty one <laughs> and had seven boards and helped the Magic beat the Hawks. So maybe the suspension is really over, maybe he just did not want to face the music today about the Atlanta Hawks losing a tough one. Bo Bo, shout out!
2: Shout out, Bo Bo. What man. about Bo
1: Bo, man? Come on, get on board with Bo Bo, baby. Yeah, I got. I I, I saw that last night and I, um, after I teased the artist formerly known as Beef about the Knicks beating his Bulls, you know, the NBA's got weird schedule. Like, the Knicks play the Bulls twice. They play in, both in Chicago. Back to like, back? Back to back. That's weird. I don't know why they do that. I guess scheduling purposes it makes it a little bit easier, but I thought that was a little bit weird. I thought that was a little bit weird. So, anyway, uh, we're heading towards the 7 o'clock hour. Got a lot to do today. We've got Doc Murphy in the 7 o'clock hour, so... We'll do that and more right here as we roll on on a Thursday edition of the Drill. Long neck come, oh, I tear you apart. That's right.
5: And long
2: Mm-ha. I tell you what, Danny.
1: Yes, sir. That beer never broke my heart. It ain't no gonna break my heart. Welcome back to the show, 712. Good morning, Jacksonville. Hanging out here on a Thursday, rocking and rolling from 6 to 10. Got through the 6 o'clockers. Easy. Unscathed. Appreciate you all hanging out with me. Lightweight. Your hero will be back tomorrow. <laughs> Follow me to freedom. I see something going on right now with... Uh, Todd McShay. Todd McShay, for whatever reason, always seems to step in it. <laughs> does he? He does. He's just always, I just, he's hung around a long time. Yeah. And they've got more guys doing what he does. And I, I know he's had some health issues, so I don't I don't want to pile on him. And they trying to phase him out? I kind of think so, but I don't know that for a fact. But that regardless, and health issues aside, he made a comment that he's going to have to stand by now because he's, he's stepped in it. And there's too many people who are going to defend and want to know what's going on. And he was talking about Jalen Carter, who plays at the University of Georgia. And Jalen Carter, if you look at, I think, McShay's mock draft, he's got him second. However, when he was talking about him, he said he has character issues. Uh-oh. Now... You can say that, but you better know that. Uh And everything I'm reading are like, what are you talking about? I don't see, you know, so if he knows something now, he's going to have to come out and say it because everybody's calling him out on it. And so if he does have character issues, um, McShay's going to have to come out with what he knows because.
2: You can't just say that. You can't just say Uh that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> especially the thought process from just in reading about it, and I don't know Jalen Carter one lick, uh, the in reading about it, they're like, well, wait a minute. This is a kid who had a bunch of injuries this year, could have very easily just said, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to get ready for the draft. I'll be a first-round pick. Instead, worked his tail off to get back and is contributing to his football team. So there's that, and that's certainly a sign of good character. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, others have said, if we're going to say things like this about a prospect, we need to be specific with clear examples to back up the character concerns label instead of posing them as vague questions coming from wherever. I think that's fair, right?
2: Uh huh. Uh-huh.
1: What's he like in the locker room, you ask? Uh, Georgia football player Rylan Godey says, one of my favorite guys to be around. All around stud as a player and as a friend teammate. Okay. I don't know. Jalen isn't a guy I've heard ever heard mentioned as having any character issues. I wonder if someone is floating this stuff so he'll slide to them in the NFL draft. Character issues. I've literally never heard Jalen and character issues the same sentence, but okay. These are just responses to his comment. The kind of character issues he has are exactly the kind that all coaches should want in a defensive tackle. What is he referring to? He's talking out of his A. He should be called out for this. Put up or retract. Have never heard anything negative about Carter. Jalen and his mother do amazing things to give back to a popka. Amazing and humble. Damn, he's a Florida kid at Georgia. This is I know, the problem. Right? This bothers me.
2: Now, with McShay saying something like that, Uh is McShay a big enough name? Is he notable enough where these quote-unquote character issues, even if he doesn't speak on what they are, is his name big enough to hurt or affect his draft stock?
1: No, but it is slander. It is. You can't – if you're going to say somebody has character issues, you better – like I said, I think you got to go full out and say what they are, be specific. Cuz they're going
2: to ask him about this. They're like, right. so they say you have character issues. They're right. going to ask him about
1: that. Right. They're going to ask Kirby smart about it, they're going to ask everybody about it and 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 I'm sure George is ticked off about it. If in fact he has no character issues, which it again, I have no idea one way or the other. I'm just saying he's getting called out on it. When you say something especially when they're, you know, 20-year-old kids. You say something like that about somebody you better and and he may and he may come out and say listen I don't want to tell you what I know or maybe he wouldn't say that he would but he may in his mind be thinking all right well I got to be honest he has character issues I'm not going to say what they are because they're bad and that's what people think like you know what, what are they you know and and the NFL is going to find out one way or the other NFL knows everything before they draft a kid. I mean they'll do yeah. their homework. So oh, yeah. But it, it's <clears throat> I don't know, man. I, I, I don't You gotta be careful about stuff like that. You gotta be careful. And I like I said, I think he stepped in it is what I think. I think that's what, I think that's what's happened. Um for Todd McShay. And now he's gonna have to answer to that. As he should. As he should. So, the Gators play this weekend. And there's a guy named Jack Miller who's going to get to play quarterback. Um, Jack Miller had a lot of hype as a young kid. Remember how I was talking about Caleb Williams the other day? Yep. At the age of 10. Jack Miller. Tim Tebow mentioned Jack Miller at age 11. A passing coach with the NFL predicted Miller would be the nation's top quarterback before his first high school game. Miller broke Arizona Class 2A passing records as a freshman, had at least half-dozen scholarship offers before his sophomore year. The first time I ever saw him throw, said one of his coaches, that was the best deep ball I'd ever seen in my life. And this was a guy who played in the NFL. He was gushing about Jack Miller. All right? So we're going to see Jack Miller make his first career start against number 17 Oregon State Saturday at the Vegas Bowl. Um, He's a big kid, 6'3", 190 pounds as a high school freshman, has a big arm. Uh, They loved how he handled pressure, self-corrected, understood biomechanics. So what has happened to Jack Miller? Because if Jack Miller was that good at 11 in high school, he'd be starting by now in in, in college football. Confidence? It's a great question. His on field performance in twenty sixteen <clears throat> as a high school freshman. In twenty sixteen, which is six years ago, fifty-three touchdowns. Thirty six as a f- freshman. Fifty three? Fifty three. You heard me right. Dang. Mike Norvell offered him a scallion at Memphis. So did an Arizona State staff that included Billy Napier. Miller was one of two quarterbacks in his class's max preps preseason All-America team. Jack Miller, Bryce Young were the two. In 2017, Miller helped Scottsdale's Chaparral High break in a new stadium by accounting for four touchdowns and a 33-7 win over the defending state champions. By 2018, Miller backed up the prediction. He was 247 Sports' number one quarterback, In the 2020 class.
2: This is junior year.
1: We're talking credentials, man. Yeah.
2: He might be him.
1: Now, uh, he didn't stay there. His trajectory took a series of hits, literally and metaphorically. Injured his knee as a high school junior and non-throwing shoulder as a senior and finished as the nation's number 27 quarterback a dozen spots behind Anthony Richardson as a senior. So injuries got him. Okay. All right. Um, But he had committed to Ohio State for a year and a half, so he kept it. But the Buckeyes added another guy in his class. His name was C.J. Stroud. All right. Miller was stuck on the depth chart. Also was arrested for DWI while he was there. That didn't help matters. Gators offered him a fresh start. I think he does come across like nothing's too big for him, Napier said in the spring. But he's never faced a moment like this. Richardson has opted out to prepare for the NFL draft. Jalen Kittner dismissed from the team. Miller in line to start. Healthy enough to do it. He had a broken thumb. Remember that? We said, what happened to Jack Miller? He had a broken thumb. Has not been made available to reporters since April. And his college production is limited to six garbage time appearances at Ohio State. No one knows what to expect, especially with a surrounding cast that. You know, who knows? So, it will be interesting to see what happens with Jack Miller Jr. But man, oh man, I didn't realize he had all those types of credentials, huh? Jack Miller Jr.
2: I'm stuck at 53 touchdowns as a a freshman. freshman. Yeah.
1: And a knee injury and an injury to his shoulder, but not his throwing shoulder. uh, Derailed him a little bit but that just may be like statistically i mean he's still got all that in him i just it's amazing man it's it's oh man it's so hard people think it's so easy and we sit here we're, we're and i'm guilty we're all, we're terrible at this right it's so hard to play that position and we criticize these guys are getting their asses kicked it's easy up. for us to do it i know and look it's what we do and they know it i mean look if you accept the position of quarterback you know you're in for criticisms and, you know, such when things don't go your way, when you don't win. But even still, even still, I mean, here's a kid who, you know, from the age of 11, he was a big kid. Obviously, as a freshman, he was 6'3". Now he hasn't grown. So, you know, maybe they thought he was going to be 6'6". He stopped at 6'3". Um, but this is his – he gets a 60-minute audition, right? And I don't think there's any – I I can't imagine – I could be wrong. I don't know. What would he have to do to be in the mix for Florida next year? Because Florida wants a veteran quarterback. But he got to light it up. He's got to light it up. What, what if he wins? But what if he does? What if he does light it up? Does he stay or does he go with the portal?
2: Man, that portal game. Awfully crowded. Man. Portal's
1: ridiculous, but that's another story. We've chronicled the portal. But this is all this game is all about Jack Miller Jr. Now it's you know, Florida's gonna try to run, obviously, with they do have their two running backs. And most of their O-line, although the best player on the O-line won't be there, Osiris Torrance, who's going to be a first-round pick as an offensive guard, an All-American from the University of Florida, played one year there. But, man, oh, man, what a, what a great opportunity, but what a pressure-packed situation for Jack Miller. I mean, in one hand, he's got to be like, finally. Now, on the other hand, he knows, I got one game. This is it. I got one game. What if he opens 0 for 4 because he's rusty? Which also could happen. Guy hasn't played a football game in two years. What if he goes out there and he misses a couple throws early? Do they yank him? I mean, it's just, it's, it's just a, it's, it's, it's a tough spot. But it's what they live for, I guess. It's what you sign up for. I bet Jack Miller Jr., who committed to Ohio State as a uh, junior in high school, never thought. I'll be in Vegas at the Vegas Bowl playing for Florida against Oregon State in four years. Think about how that road, that road that he's been on. What a road. So, anyway, Gators in the Vegas Bowl. Jack Miller Jr., the quarterback. We'll talk about that and more throughout the day. Doc Murphy coming up here in a few minutes. This is The Drill on 1010XL92.5 FM. Hit it. All right. Sports Concepts and Rationalizations coming your way. We do it. Each and every day, we call it the 10-Minute Drill. At the end of the drill, we usually have a prize pack. Do we have something scheduled to hand out today to the Googans?
2: We sure do, and I think we're going to do two of them, man. So we're going to give two lucky winners a a $25 gift card to Liquid Sunshine Car Wash, plus a Hoffman Sausage Prize Pack that includes a mini cooler. This is brought to you by the Holiday Gift Guide. Visit 1010XL.com for more holiday gift ideas. Wonderful. Hey, Hick, how are you? All holiday shopping coming around.
1: Hasn't started yet.
2: <laughs> it's called Amazon.
1: Although I did buy the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Still working on it. Is But it, It's fun. Is it okay? Is it tough? It's it's kind of you know it doesn't exactly come right back to it. <laughs> we got some work to do on that thing. I'll bring it in after the holidays. We'll have fun with it. Um, yeah. Uh, Noah Syndergaard baseball news signs a one-year deal with the Dodgers, thirteen million dollars. So Thor. Now on his fourth MLB team, and when that starts to happen, you see that career starting to kind of go, you know, see if he can recapture the magic. But, uh, yeah, he'll be, uh, he'll be on the Dodgers, where he will be in the starting rotation, I suspect. So uh, we'll see how that goes as that, that happens. Um, in the NFL, the Cardinals GM, Steve Kime, taking a, a leave of absence, health-related. Um, No comment out of respect for privacy, which is required by the law. He's 50 years old. He's been the Cards GM since 2013. The Cardinals organization is sort of imploding from within. Uh, From the GM now to the coach who may not be back to the quarterback who tore his ACL. Um, D-Hop had a six-game suspension to start the year for performance-enhancing drugs or policy for, for violating the policy. Um Cardinals suspended running backs coach in May. He's charged with domestic assaults. Uh, they're fired their offensive line coach for in Mexico City for inappropriately touching a woman. So you got season ending injuries to Zach Ertz, Rondell Moore, Marquise Brown, uh oh, oh, uh James Conner not out for the year, but they're four and nine and they're done. I mean, that's the definition of a franchise that started out with so much promise and is now hanging on by a string and they'll have to decide if they want to go another direction. And and again, this is what when you start to feel good about the Jaguars at 5-8, and eight, you feel good about the Jaguars because they're 5-8 and eight and ascending with a quarterback and a coach while teams like Arizona are descending with all kinds of issues. And it's it's not a good thing. So, anyway, that's that's what is uh, going on in Arizona. E, I know that you, I wanted to let you uh, talk a little bit about uh, what's coming up tomorrow night. I oh, got a man. big night tomorrow night, a big fundraiser, so uh, the floor is yours.
2: Got the big shindig tomorrow yeah. night. So, basically, uh, every year around this time, I do a sock drive for the less fortunate. Mm-hmm. Socks are the least donated but most requested item by the less fortunate. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I do to bring awareness to that. Socks are something that I know I take for granted, or, or I used to. Mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning, get dressed. If I got a hole in my sock, I can't find the other pair, I get upset. But I got humbled when um, one night I was coming home and there was a homeless gentleman sleeping on a cardboard box and his feet were uncovered. I noticed he didn't have any socks. And at that moment I decided to do something. So five years ago I gathered some of my close friends and relatives and we went down. We I collected about two hundred pairs of socks. Okay. And I went downtown and I handed them all out. The first year we did two hundred pairs. Okay. The following year went to five hundred pairs. The year wow. after that we did five hundred and forty eight kits. And in those kits we had a bottle of water, two pairs of socks, hand sanitizer, washcloth, and um, face mask because that was also year round COVID. So, and I had about sixty volunteers go downtown to help me. Okay. Um, because you know it kind of it shows you. And it it because it, it, we're we're so spoiled, yeah, and we don't realize it, and it takes something like that, to yeah. to, to, to bring us down to earth. And also a couple years ago, I had what was called a sneaker ball for my birthday party. Okay. So a lot of people got dressed up with their suits. Yep. And their, their dresses, mm-hmm. and we wore sneakers. Right. We had a good old time. Good deal. But it was a private event, and a lot of people were upset because they weren't invited to it. Mm-hmm. So this year I decided to do a, a public event. Okay. Where it's it's gonna be it's called the Socket to the Sneaker Gala. Where we're basically, we're doing the same thing. We're getting dressed up. Fellas, put your suits on. Ladies, put those gowns on. Okay. Put your shoes on. Yeah. Come support a good cause while having a good time. It's going to be down at a WJCT building. Okay. This Friday from 7 p.m. to 11.
1: Cool. And how do you get tickets? You go
2: to eventbrite.com and type in sock it, the number two, Uh me, sneaker gala, and it'll pull up. And if you don't want to go but you still want to um, support the cause, mm-hmm. I also have a GoFundMe. Okay. And GoFundMe, just talk, type in sock it, the number two mm-hmm. me sneaker gala, and a pull up. Like I said, if you, if you don't know me, pull up, see, because I have a good time. I like to have a good time. <laughs> I feel like the good Lord put me on this earth to, to put a smile on people's faces mm-hmm. and, and to enjoy a good time. So pull up and see what I'm talking about.
1: All right, cool. Well, good. And thanks for doing that. Absolutely. That's awesome. Uh listen, I was looking at this um the ESPN likes to do things like this, and they ranked all thirty-six teams that have made the college football playoff. Like all from top to bottom. Like who was the best team of all time and who was not the best team of all time? And well, the worst of the thirty-six. Congratulations to the twenty fifteen Michigan State Spartans, who were twelve and two and lost to Alabama thirty-eight to nothing in their one Oof. appearance. Uh the twenty eighteen Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Lost to Clemson 30 to 3. They're 35th. And then the 2019 Oklahoma Boomer Sooners lost to LSU 63 to 28. Those were the three worst. So, um, not where you want to be, but whatever. You still made it. So it is what it is. Who's the best? I want to see, like, okay, well, who's the the best team? And the best team of all time, and since this has gone on, the 2020 Crimson Tide of Alabama, of course. I could have guessed that. but in fairness, they beat Notre Dame 31-14 and beat Ohio State 52-24 in the playoff to claim their natty. They never lost. They had the numbers 1, 3, and 5 finishers in the Heisman voting. Uh, They played one game decided by fewer than 14 points. They beat an SEC only schedule by an average of 30.2 points per game. Remember, it was COVID year. Uh, Their defense struggled early, but allowed only 15 points per game after mid-October. Best team, best coach, best dynasty. I think that's fair enough that they're the best of the best but but <clears throat> the one team I would argue with them was a the team that won it the year before LSU. Mm-hmm. That LSU team with Joe Burrow. Yeah. They beat Oklahoma 63 to 28 and then they beat Clemson 42 to 25 and they went 15 and 0 and I remember they kept playing all these top-ranked teams that year. Um and Joe Burrow threw for 60 touchdowns that year and almost 6,000 yards. It was first year, right? It was second year. Second year. Yeah. Um, and then their defense got healthy. Uh, they beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa and won their last six by an average of 30 points. I would say that that team, if I was going to pick any, I might pick that team. Um, Clemson got some votes with Trevor's team, the 2018 Tigers, who, well, they had a two-point win early against Texas A&M. And they had to come back to beat Syracuse, you remember. But when Trevor Lawrence got healthy, they started hammering teams left and right, and they beat Notre Dame thirty to three and Alabama forty four to sixteen. So those are probably the three best teams uh, in the college football playoffs. So uh, just in case you were wondering, all right, we got a lot to talk about with Doc Murphy. He's on deck, so he'll be up next. E, one more time, tell them what they're going to win six four one ten ten right now. If you want to call the program, I would just tell you be kind, be courteous, and you'll be a winner. With E, uh, he'll decide uh, who wins what, E.
2: Some lucky winner will get a $25 gift card to Liquid Sunshine Car Wash, plus a Hoffman Sausage prize pack that includes a mini cooler. This is brought to you by the Holiday Gift Guide. Just visit 1010XL.com for more holiday gift ideas.
1: Crank it up, Doctor's Hours are here, but I'm not burying the lead today on brave old Army team. Congratulations, Doctor. You and I were together on that one. Hey, Doc, like that. We needed that one, Doc. Uh, that, was, that was awesome. Of course, I lost all four games on Sunday, but that's neither here nor there. That one big win. And by the way, because in our little Friday five-pack, the cat had the under, which had come in 16 years in a row. Well, it goes overtime and goes over. And Jeffrey had Navy. And uh, uh, Yeah, you
0: told me Jeff took Navy. Yeah. I, was, I was disappointed.
1: Yeah, he said, well, look, Doc Murphy was not hyped up. Like, he wasn't confident about Army. I was like. Nah, Army's going to win. And it, it could have won either way. Obviously, Navy's kid. We talked about this. It, it's in any sport at any level. When you mess up, it's devastating, right? I, I mean, that's part of the deal of playing sports, though. You step into the arena, something bad may happen. It, one team wins, one team loses. You could be, and again, it's not the only reason. But when it's a glaring reason, it's something you got to live with. But when it's an Army, Navy, and then again, because Army Navy, the service academies are held to different standards. We don't just uh, walk through a line, you know. Hey, good game, and get out of there and run in the locker room. We got to go sing the alma mater. Losing team first, right? Winning team second. We got to stay out there for that. And this kid's in tears, just crushed because he fumbled the ball at the goal line. I empathize with the young young man
0: yeah it's it's bigger than the game yeah it's it's it is it just is and you saw it in that that you oh. know, that young man that's that's brutal yeah and that's, I'm sure listen
1: everybody around him will say hey listen don't let this define you this is not who you are you know I don't know if he has another, I don't know if he was a senior or not if he's got another shot but hopefully he does but you know it's just it there's nothing you can say at the moment to make anyone feel better who's been through that no no there's <laughs> no words
0: that make that go away yeah
1: and every one of us, no matter the level, like I could ask you right now. Now, you may not tell me this, Doc, but at any level, I can ask anybody who's ever played sports. You know, I struck out with the bases loaded to end a game when we had the winning run on on third base. You know, it's it's crushing. It's You walk away and you you get into the car and you just break down in tears. Every one of us has had a moment like that. So, it just is what it is. So... Uh, well, oh, I
0: can tell you when that when that game ended, yeah. we were having a my team party at my house, mm-hmm. and it was you know we had music going on the whole right. thing, and I had the game on right. like, on mute watching it, and I turned everything off and turned that thing on to to listen to the alma mater. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's cool.
1: I love it. And then we did also mention the uh, really classless firing of the Navy coach afterwards in the locker room, not to a guy who's meant so much to the program. He just, even if it was a coach who was there for a year, even if the coach was a total screw up, I said this to you in the break and you agree with me. We hold army, Navy air force. We hold these service academies to a higher standard. And you said, and we want to be. And so everything that you do that makes you, not do it the right way is, is bothersome, I guess. It is. Yeah. And,
0: and it's a bad look. And all my <clears throat> my buddies from Army, you know, on an email thing said the same. That's just a bad look. Yeah. It was a terrible way to, to
1: yeah. do that. All right. We have, unfortunately, as we get ready for the Dallas Cowboys this week, we have our biggest injury uh, report of the year. And it's really the first time all year, I think, that the team we're playing has a smaller injury report. So I want to go through these one-by-one. But one. Well, we'll start with Trevor. Who's fine, but he's but nonetheless, I don't want my quarterback. And I know everybody. Hey, it was great last week, and that's great. He still, we still want him to practice. He couldn't practice again yesterday, so it tells me that that toe is hurting.
0: Yeah, he's playing with pain. For yeah, sure. yeah. And the more he pushes off on it, the more it hurts. So it's going to take probably you know three weeks or so
1: for that to stop. So him. after the year, yeah. Now, how do you tre- Is there anything you can treat the toe with? Not really not. It's yeah.
0: Uh, you know, sometimes you tape them together so it doesn't splay out and pull on it and when it moves, but, you know, every time you plant your foot and push off, he's he's feeling
1: that. Is there any kind of situation where he might need off-season surgery on the toe? Uh
0: Unlikely. Okay. Uh, unlikely. I, I think it, we would know that by now if he had something that was a surgical
1: problem. Okay, so nothing that he necessarily needs to take care of surgically. He's just going to have to give it a few weeks to yep. let it heal up. So, All right, well, that's Trevor. uh Also not practicing yesterday. Uh, I have no idea. Brandon Sheriff Abdomen, offensive lineman, who knows core, what, what could Yeah, that, those core injuries yeah. make you worry. Um, yeah.
0: you know, many, many things involved in that 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 could certainly be something that would require fixed.
1: Sports hernia will we'll, you got we'll, it. we'll yeah. start to take a look at what happens is as they go out today to practice, if we got another DNP next to his name, then I become concerned. Because when a starter doesn't practice, unless you're the quarterback, obviously, but when a starter doesn't practice Wednesday, Thursday, generally they ain't playing in the game Sunday.
0: Yeah, true. So, time will tell, but that, you know, hopefully it's not uh, a surgical thing because there's some uh, unpredictability to that in their return.
1: Trayvon Walker has a high ankle sprain. Did not practice yesterday. I can't imagine he would play this week.
0: If it's truly a high ankle sprain, he's not playing.
1: Once he says high ankle sprain, like he probably could have said ankle sprain and gotten away with it, but once you say high ankle sprain – um. And I've seen some guys come back. I mean, I guess it's, they're, they're just different levels of high, what. Like, why well, is why is like because generally when we say high ankle sprain, we're out for a while, right? A well, month.
0: The term is thrown around more than it should. Yeah, that's uh, many f- of these high ankle sprains are not truly high ankle sprain, which means it's the injury is a, a ligament issue mm-hmm. between the tibia and the fibula that's about two or three centimeters above the ankle joint. Okay, that one's a little more significant than the, the ankle itself, right? So. Uh, if it is that, it's really hard to come back from that early, and and it's risky to come back from that early.
1: What do you do uh, as far as treatment for what? Like, what's Trayvon going through as he sees if he can play?
0: So, if it's an a-, a high ankle, typically they're in a boot. So I haven't seen that he's in that, but if he's in a in a walking boot, that implies that they're doing the right thing, which is immobilize that for a period of time, uh, so it doesn't splay open. Uh, and then you get him into rehab. So if he's not in a boot, it may not truly be a high ankle sprain, and they're just that's just a, a misterm.
1: And then I got another abdomen. The cornerback has an abdomen. So again, we'll see what happens with him. And I don't uh, uh, Andrew Wiggard Dewey. You saw him bump up his shoulder on on during the game, and then you saw him like a couple plays later make a tackle, and you saw him wince. So he didn't. Uh, He was limited yesterday, so he'll try to give it a go. But, I mean, you can tell he did something to his shoulder.
0: Yeah, those are typically, when you see that, it's probably an AC joint that's just okay. a pain tolerance thing. Yeah, those you can sometimes inject, make the pain go away.
1: Mm, pain tolerance. I wouldn't be good at that. Yeah, I can't do that. I, I'm i going to be out tonight, Doc. I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I wanted to ask you about tonight, Thursday night football. The Niners are at the Seahawks. And Brock Purdy has an oblique and rib injury now. Again, the coach, who isn't a doctor but may think he is one, said it's kind of a pain tolerance thing.
0: Looked like he got hit. Yeah. So, I don't know if it's an oblique thing. Okay. And that implies a core muscle thing that's right. a, little, a little more of a problem. Right. But he took a shot, so he's got a sore rib. And, you know, it, it is a pain tolerance thing. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, take a he's little sh- gonna, Yeah, he's
0: going to play. You play. Yeah, he's going to play. They're going to rub some dirt on him, and he'll be out there.
1: Take a little shot. Uh, Lamar Jackson's been out now. He He didn't play – Last week, he's got a knee tweak. You know, a sprained MCL is my guess, right? right, right. And so he didn't play um, against your Steelers, and they still beat him, by the way, which I don't appreciate seeing I had Pittsburgh in the two points. But that's neither here nor there, Doc. I'm Sorry, I digress. I have flashbacks. Um, but the backup quarterback also has a concussion, but he practiced fully because your concussion's okay. We need you to
6: play this. <laughs>
1: Not that I'm suggesting anything, Doc, but I mean, come on, man, what are we doing here? Well, actually, it
0: seems uh, since uh, Tua's concussion they've been debacle, they've been a
1: little more on it. Did you see the Patriots Cardinals game? Yeah. The miss, yeah. they didn't, they didn't get it, but one of the teammates picked him up.
0: Yeah, and woozy, and them. he kind of took him yeah. to the sideline. Yeah, but they caught that. Yes, and I think they're more on that.
1: Since and that. I've watched, I think there, I think the game against, I believe the Jags-Lions game, they stopped playing, pulled the Lion guy off. I mean, so, clearly the message was sent, you're going to err to the side of caution, boys.
0: Yeah, I think that message went out yeah. because of the two-way issue. Yeah, yeah,
1: which it probably should. Definitely should. At the, right at this point, yeah. I mean, um, Marcus Mariota is an uh, – we'll wrap with this guy. Marcus Mariota is an interesting story. So, the Falcons decide – They're going to make a quarterback switch. We're 5-8. and I don't think we're going to make the playoffs. I don't know how well he's been playing. And so he's like, all right, well, I got to get some information on my knee. Well, you haven't been on the injury report all year with any kind of knee injury. What's the deal? Well, so he goes in now. He's not with the team because he's left the team to go get information on his knee. And now... They had to come back out and say, yeah, he's going to have knee surgery. So we're putting him on IR. Well, I mean, that means he's had a bad knee all year. We haven't mentioned it on the injury report, which I guess is a no-no, isn't it? So, um, and I get it for five, Marcus Mariota. Okay, you're replacing me. I've toughed it out all year on this bulky knee. It's killing me. I'm playing football for you guys, and you just up and replace me. So I'm going to get my knee fixed on your dime.
0: Well, it makes it makes the the team medical staff look bad, right? Right. That, that somehow they were not taking care of the guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I know. Not a, let good, me, not a good look for them. Let me get one more. Did you happen to see the hits that the Jets quarterback took against Buffalo? He uh, left the game twice, kept coming back in. I mean, he got hit right in the midsection. Oh yeah, I did see that. And he and his body like folded yeah, like yeah, at yeah. an angle yeah. twice. Yeah. I mean, those were... <laughs> he looked like a little kid out there. Oh, my movie. God, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look. it's a tough job. Yeah. It really got, is a tough job. Pretty good. And the guy toughed it out, and his teammates love him, but the question is, he was a limited participant. He'll play because he's gotten the chance to play, and he's won the job, and and so I would suspect he'll play. But that that probably is a pain thing, too, right?
0: Yeah, it is, and they'll double up on his rib pads because he, he really did take a couple oh.
1: shots. Oh, now... Are those situations, uh, uh, can you get help with the uh, needle? Uh, potentially,
0: but again, you risk hitting things behind that. So it's not a gr- okay. uh, it's not going to get rid of all the pain, truly, and, and the risk uh, reward is really not in your favor.
1: So you're almost better off just yeah, if, you can, get, if you can tough it out. Yeah. To tough it a, out. pat it up, and if yeah. you can play, go. All right, my man. Anything else? I think so. Where are we headed today, Doc? You're in the scrubs. What do we got? Yeah, surgery at St. Vincent's. All right, all right. Well take care of the people. Jacksonville loves you because you do. We appreciate you, Doctor Murphy. Thank you guys. Kevin Murphy, Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. There's nobody better. Uh, and he can take care of all your orthopedic needs. So can the the fellas at Southeast. We'll take a break, we'll keep it rolling. Head to the eight o'clock hour next here on the drill. All right, let's talk some college football with our friend Former ACC Player of the Year, Wake Forest Demon Deke. Bulls Bulldog, State Champion, cup of coffee with the New York Football Giants. You know him, you love him. He is Riley Skinner. Riles, what's What's up? How are you? What's
7: up? Solo in the studio today, huh? Should
1: have come come in, bro. Should have come in. A gloomy, um, dark day it outside. Is. It is. It's not I looking could have nice. Some,
7: I could have brought a bright light into that studio, some, Dan. Some
1: cheer would have been a nice some here. Cheer. Love to have you, Riles. <laughs> Anytime, the door is always open, Riles. What? Uh, let's put a bow on this college football season. Let's. Uh, let me ask you about the Heisman Trophy. you had Any problem with uh, with the winner? No, I not
7: di- No, I didn't. Um, it was a weird one, wasn't it? Like, yeah. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a super convicting hygiene trophy. Like you, you could have gone a lot of different ways. Sure. I thought the Stetson Bennett was a little bit of a, a little a much. Gift. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I was not just from the ACC standpoint. I just thought the Luke or the Drake may kid should have had an invite. Yeah. Uh, I mean, statistically the guy was incredible this year losing the last couple of games of the year. You, well, we talk about this a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that award, I just, I always go back to the simplistic fact of pull that human off of the football field and what does the team look like without him? Yeah. Um, Not saying Georgia can't be what they are or not that they wouldn't skip a B without Stetson Bennett. Right. Not the same kind of effect as like a Drake May. Yeah. Uh, But Caleb Williams, man, look, we've seen him. Few times on national television, at least on the East Coast. And the times that we've seen him, dude is balled out. Yep.
1: Yep. That, and, I, I got no problem with that. He, he finished slowly. Uh, that hurt him. He had a, sort of a marquee game towards the end there where people got to see him, and it wasn't great. He had great numbers for the year, though. He's young. He'll have opportunity. And, and by the way, he's staying at North Carolina as well. So, um, Yes, he is which is good, lot, for, good for your conference.
7: About him moving around. Yeah, there was some but talk. The Gators trying to uh, lure him down yes. to the swamp?
1: You know, his brother played baseball at Florida and was on yeah. the uh, national championship team. So was, they're a Tar Heel yeah. family, but they do have some Gator ties, but that ain't happening. And I don't. your guy hasn't gone in the portal yet either. No, I, he's playing in the
7: ballgame, and that's been pretty hush-hush. Clawson has been pretty vocal, though, about not having any issue with him going into the portal or test his skills at a at a different school if he decides to do that. Mm-hmm. So you know, the way he talks about it seems very commonplace that good chance that happens, but
1: we'll okay, see. Okay, so It'll you happen- think after the bowl game is when that's gonna happen for him?
7: I think after the bowl game, <laughs> you know, is he talking to people? Probably mm-hmm. but again, don't want to make those speculations. I would be shocked if he is back. The more I've thought about it, the more I've read about it, the more I've talked to people, I would say more likely that he's going to try to play somewhere else in college this
1: year than, mm-hmm. than go to the post. Is there one, uh, do you have a quarterback waiting in the wings?
7: Uh, Yeah, there's Griffith's kid's pretty good, Mitch Griffith. Okay. Uh, he stepped in the first three games when Sam was uh, had the blood clot issue, games one, mm-hmm. two, and three, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, played really well. Uh, competition wasn't crazy hard, but all that being said, it was a fairly seamless transition and they speak pretty highly of him. another another classic wake six feet max about 195 205 quarterback that's uh mm-hmm. that's there so we don't we don't like the quarterbacks that can easily see over the line
1: <laughs> <up in> them <Western laughs> well you, you were one of them so that's <laughs> all right that's all what, right what bowl seasons become interesting and you really have to <laughs> You know, you, you 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 know. If there's so many bowl games, you can't follow every storyline in the world. So you'll come up to put on a bowl game, and the Gators go this Saturday, by the way. And you'll come up to watch a bowl game, and you will go, well, "Where's so and so? Oh, he left. What? You know what I mean? Where's the quarterback? Yeah. Oh, he's not here. What? So if you don't <laughs> do your homework, uh, you're gonna you're gonna uh, be. Before surprised. you buy those tickets,
7: you got to make yeah. sure. You're going to see the players you want to see. Yeah.
1: Like, I I know, for, like, we. I'll give you just one example that stood out that I heard the other day that I didn't know. Uh, like, we have the TaxSlayer Bowl here. We got a great game, man. We got South Carolina, Notre Dame. Yeah. People want to go to it. It's going to be fun. But I didn't notice the Notre Dame tight inning. He ain't coming. He going He's to the not. draft. No, he, well, dra- he going to the draft.
7: I, I, I get that.
1: Yeah, I get them all. It's just, it's, it is what it is. I mean, Tennessee is going to be missing their receiving core, I think, when they play in the... In the uh, orange bowl, so
7: the orange orange bowl,
1: the or- very orange very orange, very
7: that is a very orange bowl. Yeah, between the Tigers, the uh, Clemson and Tennessee. <laughs> if you don't like the color orange, I'd stay away from that one. Um,
6: what,
7: what, were you surprised? This is a uh-huh. were you surprised that Brock Bowers won that Mackey Award over the Notre Dame tight end? Yeah, I think Brock yeah. Bowers
1: is extremely talented, but the other kid had better numbers and played at Notre Dame and. You know, I, I don't have a problem with it, but because yeah. George has so was, many tight ends, so
7: that guy, man, what a stud! Yeah, he is
1: an absolute stud, and
7: Brock Bowers is too. He's a freak of an athlete, yeah. and he'll he'll. I think he'll be the next Gronk plus some um, if he can stay healthy. But that that was an that was an interesting one when mm-hmm. you look at when when you look at two positions that. You don't. You kind of got to go off stats a little bit when it comes to a, a, an award like that. And um, anyway, there are a lot of upset people about about that one.
1: Well, there usually are. Um, yeah, there who? Uh, some of these bowls are interesting, and and then the other thing you do about bowls, like let's talk about the Gators for a second. Billy Napier's job is going to get him to play hard, right? They're not going to have their quarterback. There's a kid named Jack Miller Jr., and I talked about him earlier this morning. And generally speaking. Riley, he comes from the hyped world of quarterback. You know, there's some who, you know, who don't come from the hyped world, guys who prove their worth as they move along like you did. Uh, Jack Miller Jr., when he was 11 years old, was being earmarked to be a great quarterback. Jack Miller Jr., when he was a freshman in high school in Arizona, threw 53 touchdowns. Jack Miller Jr. was an All-American max preps high school quarterback. It was him and it was Bryce Young. And then, yeah, yeah, so he's got a, I mean, in the the high school quarterback going to college world, this kid has been earmarked for stardom, but he got derailed in high school. He had a knee injury, and then he had an injury to his non-throwing shoulder, and then he went to Ohio State. And Ohio State, at the last second, signed C.J. Stroud in the same class, so he couldn't beat him out. And then he ends up at Florida. And here's Jack Miller Jr. now with, you know his audition. Riles is a quarterback. This is it for Jack Miller Jr. Like Jack Miller Jr. goes in there and has a great game. Eh, you know, I don't know if he stays a Florida transfer somewhere else, but it, he'll show that I can play quarterback, D one quarterback somewhere, and and that will be his goal. I suspect.
7: So does he? Cause he's a big kid, right? He's six three. Yeah, I mean that's that's and he's a freshman.
1: No, he's been around a while. He was at Ohio State, and I know. I don't know what year he's in. Uh, um, yeah,
7: say, and this they
1: get and seven age, years anyway, Riley. Yeah, they get forever. So um be,
7: I think it's interesting as as it relates to. I mean, just you were talking about with uh, even with Sam Hartman, the quarterback, right? Like, right. If he, like you said, if he comes out, if Jack Miller comes out, and just absolutely dominates and looks like he could be the guy going forward. Then, does that make it, you know, change the decision of of Sam? Is like if Florida could be a spot to go to? Yeah, it's, he's a redshirt it, freshman. Just, You're
1: right. That's a
7: bit of a, that's, it's a little bit of a fun thing about the bowl game. If you get some a situation like this, that's. Right. You get to see what your future may look like, but you know, rather than a spring game like this is. But put me in the mind. Put
1: me in the mind of a quarterback. Like, like, imagine if this is you, and you got this is your one shot, bro. Like, you got it's a sixty minute audition. It's not a long. Like, what if he comes out, Riley, and kid hadn't played in a a meaningful game in years. What if he comes out and he's a little rusty and he misses his first three throws. You know, then everything <laughs> amps up. Get him out of there! <laughs> uh,
7: you know, I, I would assume that Napier is telling him, look, it's your game. Your game. Yeah. Don't look over your shoulder. Go do you. Like, just yeah. put it all out there. Yeah. Let's see you four quarters and we'll evaluate after the game. But uh, there's no way a coach could put that kind of a pressure on a kid that has yet to play. And the right. coaches haven't put him in a position to get that experience and those reps yet. So, I, I to me, it's 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 kind of a good way to have an audition because okay. it's, it's the end of the year. It's right. not like game one to where you really suck it up and everyone just looks at it going, oh, God, this is going to be an awful year, right? I mean, right. you're going into the off season, So it's a little bit more of a relaxed setting to go out and, and kind of shoot your shot and see what happens.
1: Yeah, I, I guess so. In that respect, that's a good point. And so maybe he's not feeling the pressure. Maybe he knows, you know, like, okay, I got – I got a whole game here. I got a great running game behind me. So hopefully that can open some things up and I can hit some passes. And obviously that's what Florida wants to do, uh, when they play in the game. But yeah, he's, he's not just playing for Florida. He's playing for himself and, and he's playing for any other college who needs a quarterback because he very easily could say, you know what? I'm out of here. I mean, I, you know, who knows? I don't know how, how all this works. I, Uh, I saw, I saw yesterday our, our friend, uh, I guess you can, can you hit the portal as much as you want? Like Joey Gatewood went back in the portal. Joey Gatewood was a talented quarterback from Bartram Trail who went Where to Auburn. He, right he left, he left Auburn. He's moved around. N- now he's at UCF and he's, UCF and he's leaving UCF and going elsewhere. It's, 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 Goodness gracious. yeah, it's, uh, and he's not a quarterback anymore either. So, I mean, <laughs> I, he's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not blaming the kid. Do what you got to do. It's just, it's, it's interesting. How this I still some pretty
7: interesting statistics, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get them probably wrong. Okay. But in generality, out of, I want to say since like 2019,
1: okay, there's
7: been some, uh, I want to say it's like 10,000 kids oh, yeah. have entered into the portal.
1: Yeah, and only like half less of them. Than, yeah.
7: Less than 30%. Yeah. Have landed at another school. Well, here's on?
1: here's the portal Isn't that thing. Wild? Yeah, it's and, and 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 now it works both ways. And I've had this conversation with Pross. A couple things. One, generally, if you go into the portal, you already know where you're going. Okay. In yeah. other words, you've talked to another team, and even though you're probably not supposed to, if you're a quarterback and you're going into the portal, you're you're you probably know where you're headed. Secondly, right. some of these kids go into the portal because they get pushed by the coach a little bit. Hey, Riley, come, to, Riley come on in here. I need to talk to you. Listen, Riley, uh, you've been here for three years. Uh, you're, you're, I don't see you playing.
7: You're hogging up this yeah. scholarship. Yeah, it bus. might
1: be a good time for you to look elsewhere. I can help you. Uh, why don't you go in the portal? And then you go in the portal and you're all alone and nobody picks you up and you're done. I mean, that happens, obviously.
7: And there's a lot, there's, I mean, statistically, like, if you if you run the statistics, better chance than not, you're going into the portal, it's going to be a tough road ahead. The portal, I feel like, is best when you have really talented people at maybe some smaller schools that have proven themselves, they didn't get to prove themselves in high school the way they wanted to, didn't get a shot. Now they've showed it at a lower level college program and think, okay, now I can go, potentially improve my draft stock get to the nfl if i go play at a bigger school and they need they i can fill a need there that's where i feel like the value of the portal is significant the the ones that everybody i I feel like kids think that if you're not playing they almost have this chip on their shoulder like yeah i gotta get out of here i gotta go somewhere else this place well yeah, you're probably doing that because you weren't good enough to play at the spot you're at. Right. So what makes you think you're going to go show up to this other program and just be an absolute game changer? I don't know. I, it just the, the statistics of that is so low that it, it, that's what frustrates me about the mindset of some of the younger kids right. in college. But I don't mind the portal in certain situations. Sure. Where you know there's just two really, really, really good players playing one position, and only one can play. Well, there might not and be. There might not be to somebody else.
1: There might not be a Joe Burrow if there was no portal or tra- You know, like Joe Burrow exactly. was stuck at Ohio State and he's not going to play, and he lost the job. And I know I could, you know, and he had to believe in himself, and obviously he had skills because you know, and it, but it took, and he had a, one year where he was just average at LSU, and then his second year, obviously, he took off and. And the rest is history. But it does muck things up a lot for college kids or high school kids who want to play. I I read a story yesterday, and that that at least three colleges and these are lower level colleges, Raleigh, but told high school coaches they're not even going to sign a fresh a, a, a high school senior this year because they're chock full with a portal.
7: Yep. I mean that's that's rough. I that's where I was just gonna go yeah you know I talked to a lot of our kids at at bowls that are trying to make decisions on colleges right. juniors seniors and in the way it's weird like I, I keep hearing these the terms now of well that's really an uncommittable offer
1: right well, what yeah how about what that on earth
7: does that mean <laughs> yeah yeah like, we like you here's an offer but you can't really commit to us because it's not that strong of an offer and it's it's becoming so gray and not black and white mm-hmm. that it makes it super tough for high school kids. And it, it almost pressures them to make these decisions so early and quickly, right. just not because this is where I want to go. yeah, it's because I don't want this spot to get filled up. Yeah, you somebody. get an offer. You better take it. Yeah, exactly. Cause they can get these, you know, you can know who all is in, your high school class coming out, but you got no earthly idea around the college country right? who may up and decide they had a bad day at college one day. I'm like, yeah, I'm out of here. And next thing you know, boom, these college coaches would rather take a an experienced sophomore over, uh, you know, a little 180-pound freshman. And it is – it's tough, man. I, I, I keep trying to talk to these kids and, and give them advice, but time like – I don't even get it. Like right. this is confu- for me. And, and you I, throw
1: in a year I, I, of extra eligibility that they all get now because of the right. COVID. And these guys, you know, I don't blame them, man. Why? Why do I want to go get a job in the real world? I'll stay another year and play some ball. It's fun. It's it's free. It's it's it's. I can work towards my masters. Or and I'll tell you one other thing, Riles. There's even sites because a lot of like and, and, and there's 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 even sites where the general consensus thought is, hey man, if you just get one offer. Then you get more offers, okay? Right. So you just got to get that first offer. But there are even there's like sites that you pay where they and, and where you can get what you call a non-committable offer, but you get an offer from a school who has no intention of signing you, but money exchanges hands, and, and, and they're just
7: getting you rolling.
1: Yeah, on those, I mean brushes. it's really dirty. It's such a it's, dirty industry, bro.
7: It's so bad. Now you start to throw money into it. and yeah. it's, it's becoming the. It, yeah, I mean, we knew we could see this coming, and it's. Oh uh, yeah,
1: oh yeah. I don't
7: know. It, it's it's going to be interesting, and I, uh, it's going to be interesting as as this these these pockets get deeper and deeper, mm-hmm. and the money thrown around and gets more and more. Just watching what this may do, inside the locker room to players. Oh, is
1: that too now?
7: I good point. Like that's what I want to get. I would love to sit down with some of the big college coaches and just hear yeah. what is it like inside those walls with yeah. the player. Like yeah. if somebody gets a big deal right. It's jealousy. Yes. Right? Hundred I mean, percent. What degree like what goes on what goes on there? And um I don't know. It's it's wild. It's uh but that's the world we live in.
1: That's so. the world we live right. in, brother. All right, my man. Great stuff as always. We'll uh, we'll catch up again next week as we take us through bowl season. Hey. Yes. Let's
7: go, Jags, huh? Yeah. This stadium is going to be awesome on Sunday. Oh, I I can't wait.
1: I can't wait. And I don't even care if there's 30,000 Cowboy fans. Let them come. Who cares? It's going to be wild. It'll be raucous. And I'd rather have a raucous arena than a half-filled arena. All right, my man, we'll catch Uh, up with you. Thanks, Riles. All right. There he goes. Riley Skinner, the Riley Report, uh, brought to you by Catlin. And uh, we'll take a break, and we'll turn our attention with, to the Cat Chat. And talk some Jags football. He's doing push-ups right now. I don't know why. We'll find out next. Now, it's time to jaw with Curtis the Cat Dvorak, the original Jackson DeVille, brought
7: to you by Shark Coatings, Northeast Florida's expert in floor coatings. You, you can get it, let me, let me know. I'm about to get
8: this thing hyped. Let's go. If you want it, you can get it. Let me know.
5: Come on, Cat. We're about to mess these Cowboys up. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) it. Come
8: on, Cat.
1: Wow. Come on, Cat. Cat's bringing it.
8: Everybody, bring it, Dallas. Hey, Dallas, I got something for you. Oh, boy. I don't know if you know this guy. He used to play for you. But I just watched a video of him introing uh, himself to his team. And I got one thing to say to you, Dallas. Yeah? We coming. Oh, we
1: coming. We coming. Well, they're coming, but, you know. We're, we're coming. They're coming here. Yeah.
8: I know they're coming here, but we're coming to the game.
1: <laughs> they're coming here with her. Oh man, this 30, is a good
8: thousand time. Fans. It, is, it is a good time to be a Jack fan. It is good. That was so fun, it's man. It's a good
1: time, <clears throat> and you appreciate it as much as anybody because it's Tennessee. Oh yeah. Um, but what Trevor is doing now is That's what's made everybody go, oh, whoa, whoa.
8: It's not just – I mean, look.
1: We got a quarterback, dude. I mean, he's a baller, and he's going to – that was his 30th career start. Yeah. And I can honestly say in the last – four of the last five games, I can sit here and go, I think that was his best start. I think that was his best start. I think that was his best start. And that was definitely his best game as a Jaguar. And he's AFC Offensive Player of the Week for a second time. Threw for a career high in yards, accounted for four touchdowns. He's got 20 and six on the year in the last – since the Denver game, he's number one in completion percentage in the NFL. He's number two in rating in the NFL. Yeah, he's starting to put it together. I mean – For sure. I don't know what else you can do. He's been – and again, he's doing it with what was the most impressive thing to me about Sunday. We couldn't run the ball a lick. Right. And so, Trevor, we need you to win it, and he did.
8: Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, look, we, we can get all hype as much as we want, but, you know, this team, with Detroit just happened like a couple weeks ago, you know, so we, we know what could happen this week. Sure. All last right, week right. we were opportunistic against the Titans. We got some, some big, big turnovers. Um, that needs to happen. But just the – again, I, yeah, I know I'm, I'm pushing for us to win these last four and make the playoffs uh, so I don't have to spin the wheel. But <laughs> – and and it's possible. I mean, it's literally... It is possible. As I, as I start to talk to people who don't pay attention as mm-hmm. much, I'm like, no, no, no. This week, right now, we could control our own destiny at the end of this Sunday. Yeah. If, yeah. The, if, the, if the Titans lose to the Chargers yeah. and we beat Dallas, yes. we control our destiny. At that's the end correct. of this Sunday, and that, forget everything else. Right. As a Jags fan, that right there right. is what gets me hyped. And yeah. well, that's what got me hyped this morning is like, this is fun. Well,
1: like, it's meaningful football in December. Bingo. Which bingo. Which is... And... For me and E, it's in the hunt. Yeah, that's all hunt. we want. Just,
8: just be, just be. I don't care if I'm on the sidebar, not even actually in the. And I'll say this call. as well:
1: it's the beauty of the NFL, where you can be five and eight yeah. and be in the hunt. Yeah, because five and eight ain't very good, right?
8: Yeah, I mean, you have, and we're a
1: better team than five and eight. And the other thing I think we saw Sunday, and I think uh, uh, we, and it's a little premature, but kind of seeing the changing of the guard here. We're We, you know, Tennessee has a better record, but I kind of feel like we're a better team than Tennessee.
8: Yeah. I think
1: Tennessee's trending down, man. And we got the best quarterback in the division right now. And it's a week to week league. I get it. It can change on a dime, man. But that's why you got to take advantage of when you have the opportunity. So if you can, like you said, if you can beat Dallas and go to six and eight and they lose to the Chargers Mm -hmm. and they would go to seven and seven, Mm -hmm. you're right there. Yeah. Got right that,
8: that January 8th Honestly, game becomes massive.
1: In my opinion, I think eight and nine wins the division. That would be crazy, and it's happened before. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think eight and nine wins the division, which tells me what we really need. I mean, we got to go two and one in the next three. They got to go one and two. Yeah, and I feel like if we get a split of the Cowboys and the Jets, and then and we got to beat Houston. Yeah. Oh gosh. The, 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 I mean, we still got to do it. it. It's so
8: bad. I think looking we at the will. Record. When you look at the record, it just makes I, you throw I know, up. I know. Because you're just like, they're one win. You're but like, if we if ugh. we
1: if we split these two and beat Houston, and then uh, you know, then all of a sudden we're what seven and nine. Yeah. Host in Tennessee, who we hope will be lose to the Cowboys, yeah. the Chargers or Houston, and be go one and two in that period, then we're playing for the title.
8: It 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 isn't a strong division. You're right, and and also you are seeing Derrick Henry. He's not gonna. He can't do this for another five years. Well, he know? would
1: have done it Sunday if we didn't force those turnovers. Yeah, but I'm he tar- had eighty. He had ninety four yards sure. in the first quarter. Sure, that first quarter was
8: was gross. Oof.
1: Um, our right, don't don't our defense is not championship worthy yet. It's, not yet. It's not good.
8: But but it as you know when you watch teams. Yeah. Sometimes it just takes that a couple games where. Yeah. You know, the, the confidence starts building. And once yeah. the confidence starts building that you they play you I mean, it's obvious you play better. Yeah. Um and I think that's what they need, same with Trevor. The more confidence he gets and he has games like this past week, mm-hmm. the more it's going to continue. And and again, if we make the playoffs this year, uh you know, that'd be great cuz I don't spin the wheel, but Yeah. Uh even if not, it's just fun right now because obviously the arrow we've talked about this, the trending mm-hmm. trending up. Our arrow mm-hmm. seems to be pointing mm-hmm. up vrabel look he's a great coach i don't know what tennessee's is gonna do you know vrabel and the g and the gm at the titans clearly have a little bit of riff if you watched the draft last year as vrabel walked out of the room yeah uh, on the trade with a.j brown yeah, yeah that's like fair you, you can tell there he some, was pissed oh he was yeah. really mad yeah so who knows i i love seeing that i want to i want more fighting in, <laughs> inside the titans i want more yeah. fighting with oh, the yeah. colts i want oh, all yeah. of them mad at each other oh yeah so we'll see we'll see uh hey uh I was going to invite you guys out there yesterday, but you were you were solo. We had a yes. Shark Day yesterday oh. with the staff, but I, I tuned in as I was driving to it because our Shark Day starts in the morning because yeah. the, the crews all get in you know, Okay, you were up early. I was up early You yesterday.
1: heard Dan at the 6 o'clock it was hour. The 6 o'clock. All of a sudden, I turn it what's
8: on. What's up? What's going 10. on? My light. I go, thinking. hey, what's – and I go, what? <laughs> wow, Dan, this – yeah, that's, mm-hmm. def, that's definitely Dan. And, you know, he, the voice at 6 a.m. with Dan is different mm-hmm. than the voice at 7. I was like, mm-hmm. but where – oh, No. And then I heard you tell the story, and I was like, oh, again?
1: Yeah. yeah. Again? E, do you have the apology? How think, many times? Well, like, what happened was, Kat.
8: Is this a 12-strike tw- a, a company here at 10-10? Well, like, or 10-strike? It's 10-strike at 10-10. You'd think Prosser has already you run always, out of strikes. You always
1: cross the line, Kat, and bring things up that we're not supposed to talk about. And I only wanted to mention it one time. But just for folks who don't know, uh, it's not a huge deal. <laughs> But it was it was look, we got in an argument, which me and Jeff do all the time, right? That's what we do. Yeah, it's part of the show. And it was it was it escalated and it was a little bit like Bayless Sharp from the other day. It got that bad. So Kat, and that wouldn't have mattered, but he wouldn't stop, and then management walked in. And so Kat, I did this to him. I tried to help him because we're face to face. Tell you can tell folks what I'm doing. This and E saw this too. And I go like this I go.
8: Yeah, he's giving the, he's giving the, like, the hey, cut it, like the knob. The like, eyes. Yeah. Like, like, stop, like stop. stop. Management's here. The management's
1: here. And he, he was so <laughs> incensed. And so, again, I don't care. I don't take it personally. But things were said that when management hears, you can't take back. Yeah, you just. So can't. he got a little two day. He did. It. We're fine. He's back tomorrow. He issued an apology. I think he found it on Roku or Stitch. What is it? Go ahead. Do you see that ugly situation? Keep doing the same. Stupid things week after week. I'm sorry. Yeah. And so that was just some of the clips of his That's apology uh, that came. Heart. And you can find that on one of the social media platforms. I'm no good at knowing where they are, but it's I, out there. I found, he found it on, on MySpace. MySpace, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. He well, found it.
8: Yeah. What? Oh, gosh. Yeah, Jeff has a good MySpace page. Uh, but he
1: was, yeah, he was not. Yeah, no.
8: um, well, hey, look, man. It, it happens.
1: And again, it's water under the bridge for us. Yeah, we, sometimes we, you need to, you know, need we're a fine. Break. Sometimes we're you need fine. a little, little break. I'm sorry. Short. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I yeah. mean, apologize.
8: Sounded somewhat sincere.
1: Again, I don't judge apologies. You but just I had to say it.
8: But I, I and I, I'm sorry. I brought that up. Yeah, I, yeah, I should. not wish you had. Um, but. uh. <laughs> But I, uh, I was driving into to the headquarters there at, at Shark yes. Central, uh, and, and we had a uh, Shark Day. Uh, we'd line up the trailers, take another picture. You know, we mm. wanted to take one more picture before the end of the year because we're okay. at 26 trailers Jeez. right now. Last year, this time, yeah. we, we, we were at 14. Wow. Our goal was to double. We didn't achieve our goal. We wanted to get to 28. We got yeah. to 26. Wow. Um, and, yeah, things are, things are still
1: going That's crazy. That's awesome.
8: So the gift of floor program is going on. People are doing that for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a free floor giveaway. I don't know if you guys oh, know about this.
1: I don't think you mentioned that. Right. Is that on the TV commercial? It's not
8: on the TV where commercial. Where you have the candy
1: cane on your face? It's not on the TV
8: commercial. The TV commercial is about you out there gifting a floor to somebody else. <laughs> yes. The, uh, the free floor <laughs> giveaway is the sweepstakes we're doing uh, where you can win a free garage floor. Just enter the contest, oh. and one one person one is going to get it next Thursday. How do you enter? Uh, channel
1: Four. Okay, and that's why I was like, oh, I bring that's it up. Fine. You know, Channel Four on yeah. uh,
8: NewsForJacks yeah. uh, dot com. You go to NewsForJacks dot com slash contests. Okay. Find our contest on there. Uh-huh. Enter, mm-hmm. and one draw- I'm going to draw live on air uh, next week on River City Live, and and one person is going to win a free garage floor right before Christmas.
1: We'd like to give away the floor on ten ten. Maybe next year we can. We should do that. Yeah, do something and give. Yeah. We could do that. Over we could here. do that, too. Yeah, that would be nice. I, that's
8: but... why I was weird. Uh, I didn't know if I should bring it up. You know, I was like, this is a really awkward last five minutes. You know, we're talking about this. It's a little probably, awkward. You know, like, management probably not happy awkward. about this. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. No, man. Things, hey, 2022 was great for for Shark yes. Coatings. We're, uh, we're having a blast. The community out there all, of, all the way up. Past Brunswick, down past Daytona, over it's, to Ocala, Gainesville, you know. Well,
1: I'll just tell folks again, and, uh, you know, I have one, and it's, it's, it's a game changer. And and, and and I told the ladies, the Guganellas, I know they'll, they'll at first be quizzical if they go under their Christmas tree and see this pattern and open it up, but let me tell you something. They'll jump up and down like a little kid once they realize what it is, and it gets done. It's like getting a, it's like being a kid and getting the bike yeah. or getting the the baseball glove or getting the jersey of your favorite player. That's yeah. a big a gift you could give to your husband for shark floor coatings. Yeah,
8: it's. I mean, think about it in one of your other rooms. You go in your house and you went in your kitchen. Imagine if you didn't have tile or something yeah. in your kitchen. Yeah. It was just the raw concrete. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you put that you know the well, tile down, or whatever. Like it, it changes the entire feel of the, of the space. So. Yeah. Um, again, we are doing inside houses and everything. But, uh, yeah, good times at, at Shark Coatings. Call us for your estimates, uh, as always. But, um, hey, uh, we can move on to Friday Five Pack. Talk a little bit about that if you want. Like.
1: All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll knock that out real quick. Uh, this is The Drill, uh, the cat hanging out with us here on a Thursday. Back with Morneck. All right, headling, hurtling, headling towards the 9 o'clock hour. Welcome back. This is The Drill on a Thursday. Cat hanging out with us wanted to review the Friday five pack real quick. It wasn't good. It started out so promising for me. I finally thought I was going to make the move. Got the huge Army win where Cat had the under, which is coming 16 years in a row goes overtime. overtime. He gets screwed.
8: Totally bad beat.
1: Uh, Jeffs gets screwed because the running back fumbles on the goal line going in. Yeah, and Army wins, and Danny gets a dub, and now I'm like, all right, I'm one to zero. They're both 0 one. This is my time. I am going to catch these guys. This is beautiful. This is my wish. And yes. <laughs> and unfortunately he's taking it back. I lost all four games on Sunday. And then Jeff was about to get bageled. Oh, he should have. Um and I forget which one the he Broncos. The Broncos. The Broncos. Yeah, they're covered. down
8: twenty seven nothing. They covered nine and a half. And they rally
1: back and hang in there and they cover. Otherwise he's bageled. And so he goes one and four. And then the cat uh shines with a three and two mark. Three
8: and two. It should have been four and one. Cardinals game Monday night. Golly. Kyler Murray again. Oh, you you, ugly, you, ugly. you
1: what what were your what were your wins? Oh, the wins. Uh, yeah, were the they Lions, dominating the Lions? Okay, minus. Two. Oh yeah, we went Lions we Vikings. Lions Vikings head to head. Yeah, I so got you there. Yeah,
8: and then uh, the Chargers with uh, plus three and a half. Chargers um, beat the Dolphins pretty one out right. Yep. yep. And then of course the Jags.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> ride or die. Yeah.
8: With, ride or die with the Jags, man. Yeah. I was like, once the Jags won, I honestly didn't care about any other games. Like I was watching the Jags game obviously, and I was just like, as that as we started winning that, like, I was like, I don't care. If all these others lose. But then, of course, Lions came through, so it was good to see. And you guys were just. Cowboys oops. four and
1: a half this week.
8: Four and a, it's down to four and a half?
1: Yeah. It was Money coming that. in on the Jags started six, six yeah. and a half.
3: Yeah.
8: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, see, boy. See, that, that's the thing that concerns me with a young team is. Uh, and I, know. I have I have, I have um, experience with this being a Hokie. Um, Virginia right. Tech alumni out there, like they, they know this. It, one of our nicknames over the years, back in the day, was also the Chokies, and it just was because it would happen. We'd beat some some top ten team or whatever. We'd beat or uh-huh. we'd beat somebody really good, and, and suddenly our guy, little Blacksburg, you know, town, it's you know, it's real quiet. But the guys start reading their press clippings. We'd say, you know, uh-huh. and they're reading their press clippings, thinking they're better than they are. And then the next week, we lose to like Liberty. Or something, we'd lose to somebody that you should not lose to. Like Mm -hmm. you know, back when East Carolina was no good, and we you know we we'd go down and lose to them, and you know it was one of those things where. (sighs) I think it was a couple weeks ago somebody said they heard you know when Trevor comes out says we're a good football team and then Mm -hmm. and and also seeing the celebrating after the Ravens game. Yeah, I think Mojo said it. He was talking about he's like yeah you know the Ravens game like seeing people celebrate like they won the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. because I don't like that. That's a young team. Like act like you've. Act like you should you know, you've been there. Like this past Titans win okay. seemed a little more yeah, we knew we were gonna do this. Um so we'll see. We'll see what happens this week. Hopefully they're they're in their their books there, and not uh not not reading their press clippings.
1: Yeah, they've one loss, one loss, one the right. last five. So right.
8: stack 'em. <laughs> gotta stack 'em right now. The
1: disaster would be to lose and the Titans win. What think- we hope for is we upset the Cowboys, get that win under our belt. Yeah. And we go to New York on Thursday night, short week. Um, again, another test for a young team. And the Jets are good. Yeah. They're a good team. So if you ask me, truthfully, I think we at best we split. I don't know if we're quite ready at five and eight to get, but it would be fun to be playing for a division title on that last Sunday.
8: Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what which Cowboys Show up. I mean, I don't know why they struggled. I didn't watch the game, but I don't know why they struggled with the Texans. Yeah,
1: it's probably you know it's the Texans. We're gonna rival. I don't know, but Jeff Driscoll was playing. Might not have been ready. I don't know, but I don't expect them. Their defense is good. We're gonna have to outscore them. See, the problem with the Jags is the reality is our defense is no good. They're just not. You can sit there and tell me they're young. Blah blah blah. They're not that young. They're not putting it together. They should be better. They're not putting it together. Yeah, you're right. They're They're not. They're and and. And Dallas's offense has got some Pollard is and Zeke was running hard and Dak now Dak will throw it. We gotta win the turnover battle. Yeah. Well, like mean, that's it, what that's what saved us against Tennessee, or we would have been a oh, I been firmly a boat, believe we would have been, been, been a in race. a shootout. Yeah.
8: It might have been a boat race. Yeah. Because if they if they go up fourteen nothing there, yeah. Uh you know, and then you get a little bit of again, the anti confidence on the sideline starts to kick in and people press. But I, I mean I just I every year you know whoever makes the playoffs isn't you, you got to get breaks you got to get the ball has to bounce your way and i feel like it's one of those things where last year was so hor- horrible mm-hmm. like last year was so bad as far as like the universe gave us such a like the that was rock bottom yeah and i feel like everything that that the team had to go through that people inside that building had to go through that the fans had to go through mm-hmm. you know all of us last year with uh with he Ho- who shall not be named uh I feel like this year it's kind of you know the, the universe always balances things out yin and yang. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was the 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 worst of it, and this year we are we're kismet. You know well, to, to use the to use the yacht name we're kismet. We're meant to be this year with Doug Peterson. He's such a good dude. His uh, story I've talked about it. You know uh, how he how we landed him. We shouldn't have landed him like all these things. Like he was out of football for you know to be with his brother um, who's who was dying of pancreatic cancer and mm-hmm. like all these things lined up, and then he comes down here and it's like. I feel like it's meant to be. I feel like. I well, feel I'll like never
1: apologize are- for the tank for Trevor because we were right. Yeah. We can sit there all we want. We can sit there and say, hey, man, you never, ever tank. I Yeah, you do. And I get it. And well, if I'm an NBA. Now, we don't, we don't have ping pong balls. It was the worst team. Gets it. And yeah. the Jets did us a solid because they had it. That- <laughs> they had it and they blew it. They won a couple games. They beat the freaking Rams when the Rams were good. And it opened the floodgates for us. And we took it and we got Trevor Lawrence and the rest is going to be history. As long as we don't, we've, the challenge is to continue to put good players around him. And we got to do that. You know, we can't just, uh, Trevor makes him better, but he alone can't do it. Yeah. You got to find other players who are good.
8: I remember that game of the Jets and they're running, they're, they're going down to score or something. Mm -hmm. And I, all I could think of is I was like, there's no way they're going to score this there's yeah. no way they, they want to win this right. I was I was literally expecting you remember remember the mojo play against the Steelers when he when he's running mm-hmm. and he doesn't go into the end zone and he just drops to a knee at mm-hmm. like the one yard line mm-hmm. to run I literally thought I was like I think the Jets they're gonna like get down there and he's just gonna run towards the end zone and just the like Jets
1: fall. just so you, I can remember people about the tanking okay two four six eight nine ten eleven twelve the Jets were oh and thirteen 0 oh, 13.
6: Yeah, we
1: were 1 and 12. They had it. Then they played, and including in that, by the way, was an unbelievable loss to the rate to Las Vegas. Yeah, where they should have won, they had and it they won. Let them hit a deep ball. And we ball were all play. shocked. We're like, oh hell, they're not going to lose. Yeah, or, they're not going to win. And then they played thought, the. Room.
8: no we we thought the we thought they literally pulled the defense in Who was the defensive coordinator we're like oh he, he yeah, gave it, was it up a, on purpose he it was the up.
1: crazy guy it was the guy who got suspended yeah, the, in uh, New Orleans Bounty Gate yeah that yeah, guy it was, it was Greg Williams Greg Williams. Williams yeah he, former Jaguar defensive coordinator when
8: that play happened that bomb we're like right. he pulled he yes. told them to pull in
1: yes so so Owen 13 at LA at LA and they upset the Rams 23-20 Shout out, Frankie G. Now we're t- Now they go home and they beat Cleveland the week after that, and now it's over. We locked it up. We're dancing and celebrating. I think we had the tie break anyway, but that clinched it and gave us Trevor Lawrence and gave them Zach Wilson. And I'm sorry, they might. I think the Jets have better players overall right now, but we got the quarterback.
8: Yeah, the reason the tank struggles to work in the NFL. Uh, simply because those guys on the field, their average career three years, three oh, yeah. long, they don't care about right. you. They don't the first pick. They're, we're not listening. And and if they are management, not, we're
1: not telling. I I never said the players are. They're, they're, that's you can't do that. No, because but never the, do fans that. Yeah. Right. the fans can root for it. fans can root for it, and it was play. the right thing to do. Yeah,
2: but, players don't tank. Organizations do.
8: Right, and that's the thing is Correct. players. Players actually, you know, inside the locker room. And I'm there, by
1: the way convinced that shot of the boys did tank the organization. <laughs> Put the word out. We're starting freaking... Yep. Uh, what, what was the guy's name? Every quarterback you could imagine. Yeah. Uh, but that's, what, what was it? Uh, Luton. Luton. Tootin' Luton. Luton, Luton, Luton. Luton. We got Minshew sitting there. Right. We got bootin', rootin', tootin', lootin', throwing four picks against Pittsburgh. But
8: that's how... That's Come on! How, the only way you can, Tank, is by putting in players, you know, forcing Correct. players to play that... You but, force them. But what happens in the locker room there, when, you, when they find out an organization
1: is trying to... Yeah.
8: They... They're like, nah. Because they know they might be gone next year. Yeah. The players are like, I'm not. What, you want me to lay down for you? I'll
1: tell you when the tank happened. We went to Green Bay, and we damn near upset the Packers that year. But thankfully, Aaron Rodgers pulled it out. And the following week, and that was Luton. But we had a punt return and things like that. The following week, against the Steelers, Rootin' Tootin', Luton threw like four picks. We got our ass kicked 27-3. to three. And then... We had a couple close ones, man. Cleveland and Minnesota, two point games. And then after that, it was full out in December. We got hammered by Tennessee. We got hammered at Baltimore. The fans were openly rooting for the Bears here in Jacksonville, cheering wildly when the Bears scored. And we finished it up with a loss at Indy. And that was Mike Glennon coming back in. Yeah. I, we use Glennon. We lose Minshew. We lose Luton.
8: When you line up, what has to happen for a team to. So you go, there's going to be those breaks and that was that was one of them. The the Jets winning that game was a, a, yeah. a turning point in yes. this entire their yeah. franchise ours. Um, hey, swi- switching gears here because you yeah. know I got you know I got a lot of Beaver Beaver brothers out there. Oh yeah, uh, Oregon State. That's right. The Vegas Bowl. Yeah,
1: this weekend. What are you thinking?
8: Well, I mean, I was I was going to ask you what what, what do you? I think? I think Florida
1: gets smoked because the, I mean, but but I think Florida gets smoked because Anthony Richardson has gone. He's gone. But, um, but but, but I would have bet. I would have took the seven and a half, though, once Anthony Richardson declared it went up to 10-something. Oregon State had a real nice win at Oregon. They run the ball, and Florida can't stop the run, so I think that's going to help them, too. Um, but I think Florida will play hard. I think Billy Napier won't allow – like Dan Mullen played a Cotton Bowl against Oklahoma where he didn't give a damn, and the and it was embarrassing. I don't think we'll get embarrassed. I think Florida will play hard. I think they might cover 10 and a half.
8: Yeah, the weird part to me is looking at this with, with A.R. leaving mm-hmm. – he was the focus the entire year, and then he steps out of the way now. I don't even know if he's probably not, is he around practice, whatever. But still, you got 15 practices or so the last couple of weeks. They're practicing for this thing, mm-hmm. and that what comes out now. Nobody knows what what that quarterback's going to do. Nobody right. knows how he's going to do. It. And the team itself, guarantee they're walking around going, "Look, we're going to prove to everybody that it wasn't you know we're better than just you know one player this and that." And who knows? Like I, everything on paper says that Oregon State should. Yeah. Should crush him. Yeah. And I'm just like. You know who's doing that, know that game, by the way?
1: Herb Street and McAfee. So it'll be a fun watch. Oh, yeah. All McAfee's right. funny. All right, we got to go. We're way All up. Right. Uh, good to see you. Hey, see you in the morning. Uh, yep. Yeah, Friday, five pack tomorrow. Uh, cat in the house. Sharkfloorcoatings.com. Get your free estimate. Back with more in the 9 o'clock hour next. Oh, yeah. Claus is in a little bit of a Christmas mood. There's Prosser screaming at Joe You once more, E.T. sipping Hennessy, Rick Ballew checking FSU scores, and Frangie singing songs off-key. Kind of ironic, huh? Everybody knows when 1010 is on the radio, helps to make the season bright. Helmets and heels, those voices aglow Take us to the stars on Tuesday night We know the lunch bunch is on the way They're dropping knowledge right after Jags today And every Gator fan, they're standing by To hear a Gator Bites podcast on the fly And so we're offering a simple phrase to listeners from 1 to 92, not 93. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas from 1010XL to you. Merry Christmas, Googans. Hope you all have some great gifts under the tree. Hope you understand the joy of the season. Hope you're with your loved ones. We love you. Thanks for listening. And happy holidays. From the bottom of our hearts. I thought that was E. You did that. That was Shades of You at uh <laughs> Robinson Elementary. Patterson. Patterson Elementary. I'm getting close. You you are. It is the nine o'clock nasty, and this isn't necessarily trending, and maybe it would be, but I uh one of the Gugans sent it in on the uh Text line designed by Lifetime Enclosure. So, because we're in the 9 o'clock nasty, I'll read it to you. (laughs) Former Italian Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi. You see what I do with my hand when I say an Italian name? You have to. Berlusconi. Yeah. Why do you do that? Berlusconi. I put my thumb into my fingers, and I go Berlusconi. Sweet Italiani. Yes. Anyway, so Silvio, he's a former Italian Prime Minister... He told uh, his soccer club, Monza, he told the players he would bring sex workers into their dressing room if they managed to win against the top uh, A club, a video published on social media showed on Wednesday. Berlusconi, who often uses colorful language, was accused in 2011 of having sex with a sex worker at one of his infamous bunga bunga parties. Uh, He was acquitted on appeal in 2015. I told the guys, now you will play Milan, uh Juventus if you win against one of these top teams. I'll bring a bus of and he, what he said was Tag Hewer uh into the locker room. He's eighty six. Oh, he was referencing
2: the women as Tag Heuer? Yes. Oh, I yeah, I probably shouldn't.
1: About- <laughs> Good gracious. Uh by the way, Daniela Sprolini it is goes a the fe- hand again. Yeah, Sprolini <laughs> is a female senator from the opposition Italian Viva Party. She said it's the usual misogynist language from Berlusconi, a joke in bad taste that leaves you speechless. And uh, I guess um, it would be hard to argue with that. I mean, I don't know. So anyway, 9 o'clock nasty. Sent in by one of the Googans. Gang, I just read them. I don't, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I just look at them. So um, I just saw that Scott Boris... Negotiated a billion dollars worth of contracts. Wow, that's pretty good, man. A billion dollars worth of contracts during during this uh, deal. Carlos Correa got three fifty. Bogart's got two eighty. Nimo got one sixty two. Yoshida got ninety. Walker got seventy two, Manea got twenty five, Bellinger got seventeen point five, Matt Boyd got ten, and poor Jimmy Paxton, four million bucks. I need to put a
2: baseball in little gritty's hands. Oh, there's no doubt. Left hand though. Is he lefty? No. Oh.
1: Teacher. Tie start down teaching, the right. Yeah, start teaching Just him. tie it down. <laughs> little Gritty, why are you here today and writing with your left hand? Daddy tied down my right hand. Little Gritty, why is your right arm tied to your body with duct tape? You <laughs> have to ask my dad. Hey. It's been done. It's been done. So, um yeah, uh what were we just Oh, I was talking about the contracts. Yeah, so pretty good deal on the uh pretty good deal on the contracts. We talked about the Gators, they have a, the Vegas Bowl. The Vegas Bowl. Just to make sure you guys know this now because they move the time, all right? So the bowl schedule goes like this. Let me get it here. We start. Oh boy, this one's all out of order. Hold on, oh,
6: <sighs>
1: things I have to do sometimes. Schedule. Yeah, we got we got Friday. We got a game at eleven thirty a.m. I'm gonna bet that game tomorrow just for fun. Um, we got two on Friday, Saturday, December seventeenth. We've got the Fenway Park Bowl. In Boston, which is cool. It's the third one. E, all right. It's the third Fenway Park Bowl, but it's the first one because they canceled it two years in a row. <laughs> so they're finally going to play it. And the thing about it is, it's two schools where the coaches where the coach left one school to go to the other school. So uh, Gators go at two thirty tomorrow. Two thirty, if you're curious, or Saturday rather, Saturday. Gators go at 230 on Saturday. There's also, again, you got a lot of, a lot of college bowl games, but you also have an NFL triple header on Saturday. See, the NFL should have the triple header last Saturday when there was just one game. But Washington State plays Fresno State, Rice plays Southern Miss, SMU plays BYU, and North Texas plays Boise State. Joe Yu's here with a UM a bowl breakdown. We'll get that from him and I'll afford him and E. Noted uh, Hurricane fan, some time to talk about their upcoming bowl game. Good morning, Joe.
9: Top little the morning, there. We, we will have a top three class by the end of the day, but that's not what I call to talk about. Low news day. So when, when I saw it was trending number one on Twitter, who's who's you, flipping. I,
1: Who Who's flipping, Joe? You?
9: Well, we got pancake announcement day. Probably. You think you're getting when pancake? We may this kid from. We we'll probably get this other kid. He's only like a three star, but he's from. Uh, he's a dreadnought. Uh, uh, uh He's been with Pitt forever. Yeah, he's been on. Pit, but he's going to come
1: with with the other pancakes. Guys, going so. to Miami is the buzz. Uh, uh, that's what. Yeah, that's the buzz. Yeah, yeah. That the buzz. We better, yeah, hey, we better, o- we better open up that nil pocketbook here this this morning. Every,
9: that's what's funny, bro. Every time we get some, Mario is noted as the greatest recruiter in college football since he was at Bama on uh-huh. Nick staff. Uh-huh. And anytime we get a kid is nil. When y'all get a kid. It's Sunbelt Billy just doing it. Oh, he's catching his, his Yeah, he's that's true. Now. That's we need, true. We need that
2: 12-year-old. Yeah, you need that 12-year-old. I, I, know.
9: I figured it out. Leap year. He's born on leap year. So he's 12 years old. <laughs> yeah. he's like, his kids are uh, 14. <laughs> uh, I was called, like I said, slow news day. I saw something trending. You're noted. Uh, you're, you're the uh, king of all yes. media, so to yes. speak. Uh, there's a new show which is debuting. What do you got? So I wanted to get your take on it. Okay. Uh, it's called, did you see it? Every Twitter's open. Yes. It's called MILF, Milf Manor. <laughs> <laughs> here's. Was, and this is so legit, right? This, this is it, right? this is real. I had to click on it, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, these hot, you know, middle-aged women yeah. all going to this castaway, you know, exotic place with a twist.
1: What's the twist?
9: They're, they're oh to meet like hot young guys. Yeah, hang out with hot young guys.
1: Uh huh. Here's
9: the twist: the guys are all the other women's sons. So they're. Uh, oh the
1: no, we're not. <laughs> so it's kind of ridiculous. Is that stuff. what we're doing?
9: That's uh. I was to <sighs> my surprise when I clicked on it. That was the uh, detail.
1: So if, either that or I chance you,
9: <laughs> exactly
1: this is a legit show by the way joe you is correct it's called <laughs> milf, milf manor. manor the trailer uh will join it, it's on tlc uh, what's tlc the
9: learning channel oh that's appropriate <laughs> oh wow. we're gonna
1: learn a lot uh be some
9: book learning uh, yes
1: <laughs> uh eight bona fide hot moms vying for a chance at quote love with younger men Ranging from the ages of 40 to 60, the cast of women willingly put their lives on pause to hunker down in a lavish seaside mansion in Mexico with a crew of studs. But as Joe Yu said, once they arrive in paradise, the milfs are met with a shocking twist that left audiences guessing in Wednesday's teaser. The ladies, five of which have been revealed, were selected from major cities across the country to participate in a dating experience like none other. The five include a Miami-based fitness studio owner, 47, a disco mommy from Orange County, 50, a Jersey girl now living in LA, 44, a fitness instructor singer from LA, 59, and an event planner, former B-girl, 50. That's B-girl. what we got, Joe. You, and you're telling me that their, the their, that their sons are going to be there. That's
9: the shocking twist from what I read. <laughs> and in the brief uh, Twitter explanation of what's going on there. So that, that's where we are in 2022. That's what we're doing.
1: This days. is what we're doing.
9: That, oh, and I have to get your take on this. This is the hottest thing. E.T., you could chime in, bro. You may have some insight. Do you think oh, Tory Lanez you... did it? Because I know you've been
1: following that trial, Dan Hickin. Do I think who did what? Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez. Do you the, think he uh, actually Oh, but that's the the one with Megan Thee Stallion.
2: That's right, Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah,
1: Megan yeah. Thee D- D- Stallion D- got shit. shot in the foot. You tell me. Tory Lane's do it. That's what I'm asking you, because uh, the trial is all kind of bombshell.
9: Yeah,
2: it's all kind of crazy.
9: Been, <laughs> the other lady in the car could have done it. At first, it was like open and shut case, and now it's like there's a cause that may be probable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's. I thought that you'd be up on things, as they say. Yeah, I kind of missed that to, one to
2: the street. Yeah, I, I, that I'm, one. I'm just unclear. man. I don't know what's going because it could have been her, could have been him. I don't know.
1: Guggins Googan, want to know, Joe, you if Zach Wilson is going to be a part of Milf Manor.
9: Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. I guess we
1: all have to tune in. All right, man. Thank <laughs> you for the call. All
9: right, man. I got
1: to go. Joe, you brought some good material to the nine o'clock nasty. <laughs> I have to say, he did. Milf that Manor. wasn't bad. Milf Tory Lanes. <laughs> that tell people because I you know again, I, excuse my ignorance. Tell people about. Tory Lanes and what happened?
2: All right, so Tori Lanes. Tory Lanes Tory Lanez is a rapper?
1: Is a rapper. Male or female?
2: Male rapper. Male rapper. And basically, they were at a kickback at the, one of the Jenner's households. I want to say it was Kendall.
1: Okay, so they're at a Jenner party. Uh huh. Okay. And Megan Thee Stallion. Megan along the with, Stallion. With her friend
2: Kelsey were also in attendance. Okay. Tori had a thing with the friend. The but friend. He, he also had a thing with Megan the Stallion. But like that that A romantic that, thing? Yes. Okay. And that came out recently. Or uh, it came out wanna say the night of the party. Anyways, both of the three people got into an argument, Megan the Stallion, the friend, and Tory Lanez, which ultimately ended up in Megan getting shot in the foot. Wow.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Eh,
2: eh, it's it's nasty.
1: And so Tory Lanez was arrested? Yes. And Tory Lane says I didn't shoot?
2: He says he didn't shoot her.
1: Somebody shot her. I mean, what are you people sending me on? I can't. <laughs> I'm not doing this. What is this? Official trailer us- of cocaine bear? <laughs> what are you people sending me? I'm not doing this. I'm not going to do it. We'll see what's trending when we come back. Damn you, Googans. <laughs> Well, apparently, the boys on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures tell me Cocaine Bear is an upcoming American black comedy thriller film directed and co-produced by Elizabeth Banks.
2: That 9 o'clock crew, they, they
1: nasty. It is inspired by the true story. An American black bear who ingested a duffel bag full of cocaina back in 1985. The others are telling me it was around the Tennessee area. And they also say Cocaine Bear is Ray Liotta's last movie. Ray Liotta passed away recently. Yeah,
2: Ray Liotta from um, Goodfellas. Goodfellas.
1: Good gracious, man. Cocaine Bear. Mr. Ten said Cocaine Bear happened around Knoxville. He was probably a part of it. (laughs) There might be a small role in that movie. If there's a character in Cocaine Bear named Charlton, then we know what happened. If there is a character named Charlton, <laughs> and he's wrestling Dewey the Bear for the cocaina <laughs> in the, around the man caves of Knoxville, then I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's it. Oh man we are headed down the nitty gritty here of the um NFL season, just four games to go and uh man it's it's positioning and battle for um the playoffs and you know you, we look at the in the hunt stuff and you know we know we know we think I think the bills Bengals or chiefs are going to be in the Super Bowl from the AFC no matter what we do, no matter, again, a team could get hot, whatever. But I think in the end, it's going to be one of those three teams. And I think in the NFC, I think it could be the Eagles. I think it could be the Cowboys. I picked the Vikings at the beginning of the year, and they haven't disappointed me. They're 10-3, and but their defense has been awful the last few weeks. And I'm not, I don't know, I just never sold on the Vikings. The Vikings are going to go in the playoffs at like 13-4 and as the one seed, and like, or two seed, and like go out in the first round. That's what they're going to do. The Niners are tough. Niners are tough, too. So uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And, and, and again, we can include our Jaguars in the hunt, but it would really behoove us to somehow upset Dallas this weekend. Oof, get to six and eight and watch out. Oh, opportunity knockety. Just bust through that door.
2: Man, this city would be crazy. Oh, my gosh.
1: And we go to New York on Thursday. We get, do you imagine if we got two dubs at four days? And we jumped up to seven and eight. Would, oh, we wouldn't know how to act. We wouldn't know what to do. I know I wouldn't. The Titans would be pooping themselves. It'd be beautiful. Uh, you want to see what's trending? Let's do it. Have you prepared some items? Stay ready. You don't got to get ready. That's right. We ride together. We die together. Mm-hmm.
7: Number five.
2: I thought this was pretty cool. Okay. The Great Chase. You know what that is? The Great Chase. Yes. No? GR 8. The GR the number 8. Chase. Okay. okay. The Capitals' captain, Ovechkin. Oh, yeah. They trademarked the Great Chase.
1: Yeah, he's chasing uh, Gretzky.
2: Right. The Capitals' captain scored his 800th career goal via hat trick, which I didn't know. That's pretty cool. Yep. And beca- becoming the third player in NHL history to reach that milestone. But um, I didn't know that he was the only one to do it. With the single franchise. Yep. So that's pretty legit. But I don't for some reason I just don't want Gretzky's his records to be broken.
1: Yeah, I kinda I mean, I hate to root against somebody in the chase and I assume that he's I mean Ovechkin is what, thirty seven? Yeah, he's Does up sound there. that
2: right? Yeah, he's up there.
1: So I assume he's gonna break it, but um I kinda I've always liked Gretzky was always the great one to me too. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that.
2: And I'm not really even a hockey guy, but you just yep. know Gretzky is that dude.
1: Yep.
7: Number
2: four. Man, what's going on up there with your your Nick guys, man? What just, happened? John Starks really made somebody
1: upset. Mayor did him wrong. <laughs> that ain't cool. <laughs> I mean, come on, man! We're trying to do business here.
2: Oh, the Adams administration has okayed the installation of a thirty-two-foot white five G cell phone tower hey, in bro. front of Stark's Kia dealership in Queens.
1: I mean, Johnny's just trying to be a businessman. It's literally right. In,
2: you can't see the name of it. Can't oh, see oh. John Stark.
1: <laughs> Disappointed in the man. Oh, just, man.
2: Politics, man, it's a dirty, dirty game.
1: Dirty game.
2: Oh man.
1: But you're right. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't like that. I'm like, my I'm guy. Number three, Janet
2: Jackson. So if you missed her, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, yeah, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, if you missed her Super Bowl performance, what Super Bowl was that? With the old the one in Houston, yeah, I was there. <laughs> so you saw it live.
1: I was there. You saw it live. Well. If you
2: somehow missed it, well, she's going back. She just announced a huge 2023 tour, arena tour. Okay. The five-time Grammy Award winner just announced her massive 33 concert Together Again tour that will take her on. Oh, that'll take her and her opening act Ludacris, to arenas. and
1: Ludicrous. Amph- Luda.
2: Across amphitheaters all over the North America from April 14th through June 21st. Dan Hicken, will you be in attendance if... Do Mr. we know that
1: where she's touring? We
2: don't know. Oh, no, we don't know yet. But if she somehow in, ends up at the yeah. AMP, or maybe Vice Star Veterans Memorial,
1: I might go. You to go? I might. Okay. I got Springsteen in February, though. Oh, okay. So in Texas, looking forward to that one. You see, it's not unusual. No,
2: that's Medellin.
1: No, no, Dang, see, that's uh, Vegas. Uh, uh, Tom Jones.
2: Oh, dang, my bad.
1: Nice try though. Yeah, Springsteen's got, Thunder Road. Gotta, born to run. You
2: gotta get me right. Born in the USA. Get me right, OMW, get me right. Uh,
1: that's right. See? Get me right. So when you laugh at me, when I say is Tory Tory Land's,
2: <laughs> Lands. Man or a woman. <laughs>
1: That's a fair question. Maybe one one reason why we root for Gretzky is Gretzky had the most goals in a season, 92. Second most goals in a season, 87. Um, So the top two ever. Ovechkin, you got to go way down the list to find one year where he scored. He's just been consistent. He's 24th with 65 goals. 24th one year. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe that's Number
7: two.
2: Yeah, you ever seen the movie... The okay, blinds- Mayor. No, I know no. you haven't seen that, no. but it's probably on your list, along with Milf Manor. Well, that's a TV series. But anyways, TV. have you ever seen The Blind Side?
1: Yes, love it. Uh,
2: that's one of the movies that if it's on TV.
1: In fact, I saw that that little boy, who Tui yeah, is who, the last name, yeah, is all grown up now. He works in college football. Does he? at I think UCF.
2: He was good
1: in that movie. Yeah, like the in that movie, you could yeah. tell he
2: was going to be a star. Yeah. So Michael Orr sets mm-hmm. the record straight about
1: the Blind Side. Oh no! Don't don't ruin it for me, Michael. And
2: I've heard this before, but basically he's saying that that movie really doesn't depict him and his upbringing and how everything was.
1: Yeah, you're probably right.
2: When the Blind Side was released back in 2009, it immediately became a record-breaking hit. Right. However, he said that it, the, the, the the movie ultimately harmed him then it did more help. How so? Well, he says that his back, although he did have a tough background, upbringing, the movie only said that he only had one brother. In all actuality, he has 11 brothers and sisters. Wow. Um, It showed him as, like, not knowing nothing about football. Like, it showed him as a dummy, really, when he already had achieved multiple academic, or uh, excuse me, sports. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had multiple sports achievements. So it just didn't depict him well, but also, that's what Hollywood does. They're going to take and they're going to do their thing.
1: Listen, they, they made the story better. Like, the Tui's took them in right away in the movie. Uh-huh. It took them a while to get to know them and, yeah. you know, those type of things. And then, by the way, how many people take somebody in right, you know, off the streets like that? It's a wonderful act, but, doesn't you know, you, you want to know the person if you're letting them into your house with your children. And,
2: uh, but also, it said that... Um the way they took him in is almost like they found him in the rain. And yeah. it wasn't like he already had a relationship with the daughter in school. Like they were already cool. And they slowly, progressively built a relationship like yeah. that.
1: And it did get a little dicey because he ended up at their school. Uh-huh. So they thought, well, you can't do that. Uh-huh, so they right. got investigated and but whatever, man. It, I think it helped the young man. And so that's kind of a good story.
2: Around that time the movie came out, I met Sandra Bullock. It was Super Bowl. Okay? Oh, yeah, lovely lady. She wouldn't admit it was her though. Oh, really? Yeah, she would. Until this day, I really don't know if it was her. You're,
1: you're convinced I'm, it was oh, her. Oh yeah, I have a picture. She wouldn't say it was her. Uh huh. Ah, that's funny.
2: She's, like till this day, she would not say it was her.
1: Number one.
2: Number one. <sighs> Unfortunately, it's kind of a sad story. Like I love Ellen. Yeah. You know, although I hear, you know, I hear stories about Ellen and how she treats people.
1: Yeah, apparently she was awful. But. Right.
2: But TV Ellen is awesome. But her DJ Stephen Twitch Boss, yes, known for his work as a DJ on the Ellen DeGeneres yes. show, he's died at the age of forty by suicide. A horrible story. It's and you know, it's funny—not
1: funny, but interesting. like, I didn't realize how well known he is. I was home yesterday, and my wife. Just saw it, and she started, oh, my God. I'm, I go, what? She goes, oh, I love that guy. Uh-huh. He was awesome, and I and he's always talking about his wife and kids. Yeah. There's the, the, the real message there, and it's sad, and we say it all the time, but again, sometimes you're hurting inside, but you can cover it up.
2: You can cover it up. And man. it's
1: okay to be hurting inside and talk to somebody if you're hurting inside and get help because that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help him, and he killed himself. He shot himself.
6: Oh, is um, that what he did? Yeah, oh,
1: he went to a hotel and shot himself, and 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 he's got young kids. I yeah, mean, it's, like it's a,
2: multiple young kids and a
1: wife, and and you know they're they're not better off without you. But you get into that dark place, and that's what you believe, and you can't get out of it. And I guess from what I've heard, and I just I always encourage, and I always tell, especially young people. He was older. He was forty. Th- he was forty. So, so not really. You no, know, but young people, I tell all the time. Listen. It may seem like the end of the world, something that's happened in your life, but it's not the end of the world. You will get through it. Don't make it the end of the world. So But yeah, that was a that was that was sad. And he was very well known and, and beloved.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Known, loved, all of that. It, it's just a sad story. And, you know, whether it's mental health, whether it's depression, you just reach out and Talk to somebody, or if people see that, ask. You know, ask because some people really do just need people to talk to.
1: I will uh, make the turn for home when we come back. Want to do that? Well done, E. That's what's trending, and uh, we got more coming up right after this. Now the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet, keeping ten ten XL rolling with wholesale prices and premium service.
7: Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop.
1: Hello, Tony. Good morning. I see lots of food around here. Usually we <laughs> have it in the morning, but I'm seeing it here. It must be breakfast buying day. Yeah. Who ponied up today? Dempsey. Dempsey with an L. Oh, dear.
5: Dempsey, yeah. It would that doesn't L happen. This week. It would say it, it, would, it e, Does a that little... make the
1: food taste sweeter? <laughs>
5: it was a little wild on Monday Night Football uh-huh. because it was coming down to to Dempsey and E.T. Oh, no. But E.T. was in pretty good shape going into Monday night because he had a couple of guys going. One of the guys he had going happened to be Kyler Murray. Oh, no. Right? So, Kyler goes down on the third snap of the game, and it's like, here we go. He's now like, it's,
1: I don't care if your ACL is torn. Right. Get your ass back in the
5: game. And then it became <laughs> a James Conner versus Ramondre Stevenson game, and James Conner annihilated Stevenson in the game. So, E.T. came out on top.
1: Got a little dicey.
5: Yeah.
2: But whenever you take down a big dog, it's so much sweeter. (laughs) Uh
1: What else is cooking
5: today? Uh, We'll be Mike DiRocco will be joining us for the show uh, here this morning as he does each Thursday during the season. And our question of the day today asking through 13 games, the Jaguars are, and we put up a poll with the options being they are where I thought they'd be, they are ahead of schedule, or they are worse than I expected. Here for huh. the 2022 season. So okay. we'll see how people are feeling. It would have been a drastically different poll result, I think, last week. If we had asked this Isn't question this time. Yeah, good point. But a win, especially on the road against the Titans. And everyone's feeling a whole lot better about
1: things. All right, right. will be interesting. Couple hours. Uh, have a great show. Thank Mike, you. Tony, Mike DiRocco, E. Uh, Jags today coming up momentarily. E, well done today. Thanks for the help. Yeah. Don't worry, Googans. Jeff is back tomorrow. So all's well that ends well. Just don't bring it up to him, please. It's touchy.